3: Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now, here's your host, J. Ryle.
4: Thank you for the wonderful introduction, and good morning. Welcome in. Today is October 10th. 2021 and here are the topics that we will discuss on this week's edition of the serious side of the J Rao Show.
5: With so many teachers and school administrators harassed over mask mandates and other COVID restrictions, the Justice Department announced it would try to address this madness, but some in the GOP are all but pumping their fists in favor of the bullies enabling them by telling the lie that the FBI is coming after parents.
6: So hundreds of thousands of people are coming into our country. And if you look at the stats, if you look at the numbers, if you look at just take a look at what's happening in Haiti, a tremendous problem with AIDS, many of those people will probably have AIDS and they're coming into our country and we don't do anything about it. We let everybody come in. Sean, it's like a death wish. It's like a death wish for our country.
7: Overnight, a defeat for the Biden administration. A federal appeals court temporarily reinstating enforcement of the nation's most restrictive abortion law, which recently took effect in the state of Texas. It bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat has been detected, usually around six weeks, before many women even know they're pregnant. And it has no exceptions for rape or incest. President Biden defended a disappointing jobs report.
5: The monthly totals bounce around, but if you take a look at the trend, it's solid.
7: As only 194,000 jobs were added in September, way below the figure economists predicted for the second month in a row. But unemployment ticked down to 4.8%, the lowest it's been since the pandemic started.
3: Online radio at its best.
7: Put... God
8: first put God first in everything you do everything that you think you see in me everything that I've accomplished everything that you think I have and I have a few things everything that I have is by the grace of God understand that it's a gift 40 years ago March 27 1975 it was 40 years ago uh, just this past March, I was flunking out of college at a 1.7 grade point average. I hope none of you can relate. <laughs> at a 1.7 grade point average, I was sitting in my mother's beauty shop. They still call it beauty shops now? What they call it now? Yeah, I was sitting in the beauty parlor. I was sitting in my mother's beauty parlor, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I see behind me this woman under the dryer. And every time she looked up, she every time I looked up, she was looking at me, just looking me in the eye. I didn't know who she was, and I said, you know, she said, somebody give me a pen, give me a pencil, I have a prophecy. March 27, 1975, she said, boy, you are going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. Now mind you, I was flunked out of college, I'm thinking about joining the army, I didn't know what I was going to do, and she's telling me I'm going to travel the world and speak to millions of people well I have traveled the world and I have spoke to millions of people but that's not the most important thing the success that I had the most important thing is that what she taught me and what she told me that day has stayed with me since I've been protected I've been directed I've been corrected I've kept God in my life and has kept me humble I didn't always stick with him but he always stuck with me so stick with him in everything you do if you think you want to do what you think i've done then do what i've done and stick with god
4: Welcome in, three four seven eight five zero 1, 2, 7, 2. It is a serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS radio network, online radio. And as best of course, I'm J. Ryle. Hope you guys are enjoying your beautiful Sunday, no matter where you are. Of course, I never share the stage by myself. Uh, Johnny D's in the house. Mr. LES is in the house. Rich Sister's in the house as well. Let's say good morning to them all. Good morning, Rich Sister. How are you doing on this beautiful Sunday morning?
2: I'm doing great.
4: How's everyone doing? We're doing fine, Rich Sister. I'm so glad to wonderful. hear your voice on this beautiful Sunday. Thank you for being a part of what we do. You heard that deep voice. You know who that is. That's Johnny Dean, the place to be. Good morning, John. How are you?
9: Good morning, good morning,
6: good morning. I am
9: blessed. Uh, Jay, I love the inspiration from a person that I admire entertainment absolutely. Uh, brother Denzel Washington, Um, Miss Jackie, Miss Rich Sister, good morning to you, brother Les, brother Jerome, and my big brother Jay, and to all that allow us an opportunity to come into their homes, I appreciate this opportunity God has given us on this day, so um, looking forward to the topics, looking forward to this new forum that Jay has put in, so uh, let's see how this thing plays out.
4: Uh-oh, look at you. And I can't wait to talk about it as well. The man who gets the first and last word here on this serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E S. Good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you, sir?
10: Well, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. And mm, good morning, Kathleen. And, good morning, Rich Sister. And, mm, good morning, Mama B. And, good morning, uh, Mary and the Music. And, and good morning, my very lovely uh, Vanessa. And good morning, my brother, Hawk. And good morning,
4: my brother, all. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. The number is 347-850-1272. Hope you guys can uh, hang out with us for the next two hours. Nothing but fun and information coming right at you. Of course, let's say what's up to Vanessa. Hanging out in the woods somewhere, I tell you what, man. It's just a matter of time before we all can be Vanessa. I want to be Vanessa when, when we grow up, when I grow up especially. And I'm pretty sure John you feel the same way. <laughs>
11: Absolutely.
9: And you know what, Jay, let, let, let me say this right here. I apologize. I miss Miss Vanessa. We done communicated this morning, so uh Miss Vanessa, enjoy yourself. Uh like I say I didn't uh, mean to omit you from, from my greetings this morning. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. All right, you know what time it is, folks. It's what we call uh, a little bit of personal privilege when we take a little time to talk about things that we are not going to cover during the show. Now, John, there are some good news hanging around, and I don't know if this is something you want to share with the public, but I'm excited about it. So I'll give you the floor, sir, if you choose to. If not, I'm just going to say what's happening. I advise and fist bumps to you, and I love <laughs> you, and I'm so proud of everything that you have accomplished in your life. Do your thing, brother. Do your thing. Anything you want to talk about this morning? I'm just going to let you well, slide I, keep it amongst the fam.
9: No, no, you know what, Jay? Like I say, it, it's a joyous opportunity, joyous occasion. So I'm going to omit from going into details until you and I speak specifically about that the, the, the long-term aspect of it. But um, God has blessed me to be able to have a... A glorious career in which I'm going to bring to an end and pursue some other options. So I will be joining Miss Vanessa, not in the RV parks and not in those Trump deals. But uh, I'm going to retire and focus on some other things and some other opportunities. So again, this is a this is a great opportunity, great day. And like I said, we'll discuss uh, we'll discuss some details and then bring it out uh, at a later date. My
4: man, well, you know what, brother? High-fives and fist bumps to you, brother. You are just, uh, I'm just amazed. The brother that sat in my car and we listened to Let's All Get Ridiculous – yeah B-A-G-L-O-M-C-G-L-O. This guy has turned into somebody that I admire. And I, I just take my hat off to you, brother. I love you to death. And uh, it looks Absolute like uh, someone has joined the ranks. Maybe she's here to say a little hello to you. Let's sleep. Vanessa, good morning. Out in the woods with the doing? cougars and the tigers and the whatever. How are you doing? Good
12: morning, Good morning. Okay, because I never talked to y'all with an earplug in my ear. Can y'all hear me? Absolutely.
11: Yeah.
12: Okay, okay, I got the earplug in my ear. Okay, so first I want to say, Johnny D, no matter what it is that you're doing, you have served uh, through the country, being in the military. You have served uh, with, with the police department or whatever it is that you do that's, that's you know, us uh, safe. We want to say thank you. We want to say congratulations to you. And even if you're not out here with the wild boars and the raccoons <laughs> that go to the and the alligators that's right here by <laughs> here and the ears oh that were up here by <laughs> my arm last night and the armadillo that walked across my brother-in-law's foot. Uh, oh, my goodness.
11: Wow.
12: <laughs> yes, look, Jesus, we're the nature park. Uh, I, yeah. and, and I, just out. You know, I just want you to know that we appreciate you, and you don't have to be in the RV, but you can come on and get on the cruise ship with us. How about that?
9: <laughs> well, you know, Miss Vanessa, Miss Vanessa. Now, you know, I, as, as as I communicated with you in the past, I do plan to bring my family so that we can share some time next year in Texas. So I will do that. But I will be honest. Of all of those those bestialities that that you just explained that y'all are dealing with, the one I'm most fearful of is that one with with with, with 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 without the mask. Okay, the one that walk around on two legs without the mask, wanting to breathe in my face.
12: You know? Oh no, they don't get that close to you. No, no, they don't get that close to you. We're at a nature park. It's like a, I don't know. It's my daughter and her party friends, and we got invited to come, some of the parents, and we came. Um, but they're not oh. that close, but you can't hurt them. You can't shoot them. You can't feed them. You can't do anything to these animals. Miss Terry was live last night while I was filming the deer walking up to my campsite. Um, it's not like that. It's not like that. I'm scared of animals too. i like that. But no. But it's great. Yeah. It's just great to be in the nature with all it is. I'm enjoying uh-huh. being out of the city. But I'm so happy for well, you Well, I, I definitely want to see some you? footage. You're tired guys, If you you retire, I
9: I, I definitely want to see some footage
4: now, okay? (laughs) It's okay. Facebook. Oh, there you go. Facebook is the place to be. Speaking of Facebook, they're on the hot seat. I'm going to sit back and listen because I'm going to
12: help these kids out here and go eat breakfast.
4: Do your thing, girl. Thank you for checking in. Appreciate you. See you back here next week. Love you oh, Having too much fun. Love you too, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. You know she brought up Facebook. You, and you know Facebook was definitely on the uh, on the cover. It was actually made in the news this past week, Mr. Elias. Uh, just real quick, man. In the last two minutes we have left, um, they're saying that it's harmful to teenage girls. That Facebook knew about this. And yet still, they tried to do everything in their power not to only cover it up, but to try to find ways to make it work better so they can get more influencers, more people to participate in the app. You know, from my perspective, I'm like, dang, can someone really be that vulnerable and gullible? But you know what, man, we're talking about Mm -hmm. young minds. Uh, You know, I mean, they could be uh, influenced a certain way. And so, uh, give me your thoughts real quick on what's happening with Facebook and. You know this whole thing that uh, that's being uh, exposed right now. Well, you know so, say,
10: you know, Facebook has to me has long been a a toxic environment, man. I and I, you know, that <laughs> you just get on there and people will really believe that's where they get their news from. That people believe everything. People don't do research. So if somebody posts something on some. Somebody instantly reposted without doing any research or anything or any of that nature. So, you know, that when that whistleblower came out this week, you know, was I shocked a little bit, but was I surprised? No, because that's what they, people are greedy. I said a long time ago, greed is killing this country. People are so greedy. They'll do whatever they can to make a dollar. And Michael Zuckerberg is going to need another dollar, but he's going to do whatever he can to make another one
4: interesting. You know, uh, Johnny and in, in the last, uh, 60 seconds we have left. Real quick, Steve Bannon has decided he's not going to go to Congress, even though he was subpoenaed. I-, I tell you what, man, people that receive subpoenas and you can just ignore them, let one of us do that. Man, it would have us in jail so fast. Why can't Congress turn this thing into a criminal situation where if you don't show up, no problem. We'll give you those uh, golden nut, we'll give you those uh, sterling silver uh, bracelets and send your butt to jail. Real quick, man, the 60 seconds we have left. Give me your thoughts on this one real quick.
9: Well, I tell you what, in, in, in simple format, at the time that all of those rogue criminals was uh, basically dismissing the subpoena, you had an executive mm-hmm. branch who was controlling the, the judicial branch. And because of that, there was no enforcement of it. So you had Trump, you had Barr, both of them are criminals. I would like to see uh, President Biden step up and, and really be aggressive as well as um uh, the, uh, the U.S. Attorney uh, Garland uh, do what he needs to do in order to make sure that he is present. Now, he can evoke the Fifth yeah. Amendment if he chooses to, but he needs to be sitting in that seat. That's Absolutely, I agree with
4: you on that. That is due process. It's unfortunate. People that have money can see, seem that they can try to find ways around that whole thing. All right, coming up a little later in the show, a new segment called Help Me With This. And, uh, and the bottom line is that uh, I think it's self-explanatory. Talks that may enter my mind during the course of the week, and I'm thinking, what will my colleagues think of it? So that's coming up a little later on in the show. All right, we've talked long enough. It is time to get into the heavy lifting of the show. An NPR News update is right around the corner, and then the show gets started in forthright. You are listening to The Serious Side. Welcome in. Beautiful Sunday. Hope you guys are hanging out with us for the rest of the journey. Don't go anywhere. NPR News is coming up right now.
5: Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Iraqi voters are going to the polls today for parliamentary elections. The elections are being held early after weeks of mass demonstrations in 2019 in which protesters called for sweeping reforms to tackle government corruption and improve public services. But as NPR's who Sherlock reports, many Iraqis believe these elections will not bring change.
3: Two years ago, protesters took to the streets, exasperated by the state's failure to provide health care or other basic public services. They called for major changes in government to end the corruption that cripples the state. In response, in the weeks of protests, some 600 people were killed by security forces and militias. The protesters did succeed in securing a new election law. Iraqis will now vote for individual candidates instead of party lists in a move that is meant to make politicians more accountable. But many Iraqis believe this does not go far enough because it does little to address the underlying causes of corruption in Iraq's government. So many who risked their lives in the protests to make these elections happen now say they're going to stay home. Ruth Sherlock, NPR News, Baghdad. The
5: army general who commanded U.S. and allied forces in Iraq has died. General Ray Odierno's family says he died this weekend of cancer. He was 67. Odierno helped shape the uh, trajectory of the war in Iraq. As Peter's Amy Held reports.
3: At six and a half feet tall, Ray Odierno, a former West Point football player, was a towering figure in more ways than one. A near four-decade military career saw him rise to Army Chief of Staff before retiring in 2015. First, he spent three tours in Iraq taking over as top commander in 2008. The next year, he spoke to NPR about sectarian tension there.
5: Our role is to ensure that it does not come to violence and it's solved in a peaceful way.
3: Odierno left in 2010 as combat wound down. This weekend, a test of the democratic system brought on by the U.S. invasion, but years of corruption, mismanagement, and violence have many Iraqis boycotting the parliamentary election. President Biden, whose son served under Odierno's command, remembered the general as a fierce advocate for military families. Amy Held, NPR News.
5: The superintendent of the Louisiana State Police, Colonel Lamar Davis, says he has a heavy heart over the death of a state trooper, but that a shooting spree that spanned three Louisiana parishes this weekend came to an end last night.
10: The suspect, 31-year-old Matthew Muir, was taken into custody without incident.
5: Authorities say Matthew Muir is suspected of ambushing and killing the 19-year veteran trooper Adam Gilberra. He is also believed to have exchanged gunfire with another state trooper after killing a woman and wounding three others. Police in Arizona have caught a suspect who critically injured a sheriff's deputy, and authorities in Georgia are looking for a suspect who fatally shot a police officer. This is NPR News.
0: I know my body better now I do it. It's easy now. I used to lack confidence, but now I know exactly what to do. My friends are surprised how regularly I do it.
5: I didn't realize men should do it. I
0: didn't know what to do, but now it's part of my routine. Doing it saves my life.
5: I thought it would take longer, but a few minutes, that's all I need.
3: I encourage all
7: my friends to start
3: doing it early. I used to be shy about it. But now I tell my friends how to do it. It's easy. Now I know what to do.
7: quite twice because when I did it. I was scared the first time, but now I do it with a smile. If you don't do it, you might not spot it. Join a boo watch by having regular checks.
3: Online radio at its best.
5: We are becoming a nation of bullies and the bullied. Just this week, we saw anti-vaxxers chasing parents outside of schools in California. He's
13: gonna be traumatized because
11: you
0: put that mask on him. You don't let him breathe. You. You're traumatized. That's my choice. Yeah, well, no, that's my choice. Yeah, no, you, you better be understand. Be my choice. No, no you, you're propaganda. You're not being told the truth.
4: Welcome back in 347 850 2. It's the Serious Five of the Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it it's been, do forget, October Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So make sure if you have your mother, daughter, sister, wife, uh, make sure that she and he go and get their uh, breast examined to make sure. All right. Two black Democratic state legislators from Virginia have accused the state's Republican Party of using racist tropes after it sent out flyers depicting them as puppets hoisted in the air by handheld strings, according to the Associated Press. The state GOP mailed out flyers targeting eight Democrats currently running for state House seats, five of whom are white, three of whom are black, according to the AP. All the candidates are depicted as puppets being held by strings under the phrase, D.C. Liberals are pulling the strings in Richmond, while Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez can be seen looking on. But only two candidates, both whom are black, are seen dangling from the ground. Both candidates criticized the depiction in the mailers, saying that it takes the, it takes voters back to where... I'm sorry, I just lost more. Here it is. All right. So, the state mailed out i forget you know what I've lost all this. It went away
13: <laughs> while
4: I was talking. I'm sorry about that. All right, so let's start right there. Three, four, seven, eight, 5. <laughs> 1, 2, 7, 6. Jesus Christ. All right, so basically the million dollar question is, let's not make it difficult. It's all about the GOP. Now you heard at the top where they are attacked. they are attacking people who are, are trying to get vaccinated, but more what's really what's really got me in the tizzy this morning is the fact that their racism It's blatant. The racism of this crowd is blatant, and something has to be done about it. So let's start right there. Mr. L S yes, man, I know I fumbled that, but, you know, I think the point that I'm trying to get across here, or the topic that we're going to discuss here in this first segment, is how blatant the GOP is when it comes to racism. I mean, you're seeing it everywhere. I mean, the fact that they would even attempt to send out flyers that uh, depict lawmakers as hanging from the string, anything that, that involves a rope and a string and someone hanging from the ground. It just seems to me that in this day and age, you would understand the sense, how sensitive that is, and why would you put that type of information out there? I mean, it's just crazy, man. Give me your thoughts on it. Well, you know something, Jay? Uh,
10: they have been doing this for the longest. It's nothing new. Think about Trump's. Uh, Rallying cry, make America great again. When was America okay. great for black folks? When was America great for black folks? Please tell me when it was great for black folks. Okay, then it's just, okay. That, that, silence, well, well, that silence tells me everything. America was never great for black folks. It never has been great well, for black folks. Okay,
4: what? well when you what? say okay. Well, when you say great, Mister. Okay, listen. The, the, the past is the past. There's no doubt about that. I agree with you 110%. But, you know, this is much deeper than some make catchphrase America by Trump. Trump. Again. But it's deeper than that, Mr. Filias. I mean, I hear what you're saying. But, I mean, focus on some it? stuff. It is. It is deeper than okay. some catchphrase, make America great again. Who gives a dang about that? The, the bigger pr- problem is that he's providing cover for people to show these tendencies. And I said this a long time ago, and I know if you've been listening to this show, you know what I'm about to say. That when President Obama was elected, I said one or two things are going to happen. Some of y'all can even finish the statement because I've said it so many times. Either it's going to show how far America has grown or it's going to unleash the underbelly of racism that really exists in this country and has been dormant for the longest. And I said that I would be able to answer that question after the president had finished his terms. And I'm going to tell you something. Me, personally, Mr Elias, I think what it did was it opened the, these racial undertones that's been in this country, but it's been dormant because people said, I— We'll let a black person be a CEO of a company. We don't care about that stuff. You know, we need to give them something. But wait a minute, now they're the most powerful man in the world? Oh, we got to raise up. We can't have that happen. And that's why I think we are where we are today, to be perfectly honest with you.
10: No, I, I do. I think we are where we are today. I think we are where we are today because racism has never gone anywhere. It has never well, been it's never joined, gone man. away. It has never been yeah. dormant. It's just people People just never, never, never really seen the racism like they've seen. I, I deal with racism every day. Well, that's day. dormant. I do. It's not Wouldn't dormant. dormant? It, it's not yeah, a... dormant okay. when, I, when I deal with it every day. When I deal well, okay. with it every day. Okay. You can get a qualified applicant uh, that comes in and they won't hide because of their skin color. I don't give a damn okay, about, this, uh, about nothing. Racism has always been here. It's never going anywhere. Let's nobody it said it, it
4: never has. No, no one has never said it has you said been it's around. It's never been dormant. Well, no, no. I've Okay, see, okay. Think well, well let, let me explain system. what I'm saying.
10: Oh, okay. Go, ahead. Go ahead. Think about our school system. Think about think about the education they provide for the people and in the, in the lower income lower uh, income. Poverty level. Think about all that stuff. They don't provide anything for these people. What do they do? Okay. They, they they provide for the rich folks. They give everything to the rich folks, to the rich folks, and 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 usually those are the uh, the white folks. That's who they give it to. But hey, they don't give a okay. them. because they they, they 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 keep. They, and racism is going to keep raising its ugly head.
4: I I keep saying
10: it okay. over and over again.
4: All right, well, let me clarify some accusations that you hurled towards me. First of all, I never said racism went away. Racism has always been there. But what I'm saying is is that you, at some point, I remember if someone sent out something that was remotely close to what we're seeing today, they would have to resign, right? I mean, those were – listen, racism hasn't gone away, but it got to a point where Americans said, okay, the majority of Americans – said, and, and, and Johnny, and I want you to help me on this one, where the majority of the Americans said that, okay, we're not going to put up with this. Let me tell you something. President Obama was elected president in a country where we every week we talk about gerrymandering, every week we talk about how the GOP is trying to change things. He got elected under those circumstances. So to sit here and say that America... You know, the majority of Americans are racist. That, to me, that's that's a false
3: statement.
10: I never said the majority can't. of Americans are racists. Okay. So when I so okay, I, I did,
4: said okay. So when I okay, I didn't okay. So
10: you're putting words in my mouth, I never said that. Okay. You, said you're, you're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm not.
4: You're right. You're right. But what you're insinuating is is that name what me, we're seeing. And name, me
10: one GO, hmm. name me one GOP member that made a racist statement that resigned. Give me give me give me one. Name me one.
4: I can't give you off the top of my head.
10: You can't, because they, they don't resign. You had somebody yell out in the middle of a, a presidential speech and you lied. And he never had to resign. But that well that kind of
4: okay, all right, I'll tell you what we spent too much time going back and forth. Let's give the floor to others. Johnny, you may give me your thoughts on this whole thing, man, because me and me and this dude can argue for hours. We can argue for a whole show. So we don't want to do that. Go ahead, John. <laughs> give me your thoughts on
11: this. <laughs> well, I'll tell
6: you what, definitely. So
9: so um, I I don't know if I'm gonna add any civility to the process, but uh, I think part <laughs> oh, of the damn. success of the show is 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 you and Definitely, it is. I sat back and just chuckle off off the line, but but nevertheless, this this really was a a, a significant campaign issue in 2020. And you know, if, if you go back to to the statistical data, I think what what frightened people and what brought people to the polls overwhelmingly was the blatant racism of the previous um, regime, criminal regime, and the blatant act. But yet, still 75 million people voted for that. Okay, so there is a growing sentiment that, that that mantra, make America great again, is really how people internally feel. So let's not mistake the fact that there were 75 million people who voted for this guy with all of his, you know, races, uh, gender bait, um, and homophobic, anti this and anti that rhetoric and platform. Recently, you know, in Iowa, um, you know, they they had this this Republican conference where you had the the South Dakota uh, governor Na- Naomi, I think that's her name, uh, Mike Pompeo and Mike Pence, and they they talked openly about you know, race issues will be prominent in the 2024 election, uh, i.e. critical race theory, although I think 90% of the people have no clue of what it really, really is. It just sounds good to use that as a platform. And then, of course, this notion about defund the police. And I think that's where the president has to do a, 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 a better job in regards to identifying what his administration sees as defunding the police okay now you got kim scott out there on this platform running around acting like he's the gop savior um and it's almost like, you know, once the George Floyd Reform Act went went, went away, you know, Cory Booker mm. appeared on a couple of shows talking about how great he was, and Tim Floyd got up there and just contradicted, but the, the office of the president hasn't come out and clearly stated that. Now, like I say, being a long-term, you know, long-term government uh, person who has worked in the military as well as the the, the, the law enforcement community, uh, you got to clarify what defund the police means. Uh, that's... To me, when I hear that, that's a problem to me because if if you want to have these, inter, these programs and stuff, it costs money. If you want to retrain the people that, that, that you're talking about needs to train, it costs money. If you want to deal with the mental health issues instead of sending law enforcement people out, sending social workers out, it costs money. So in, instead of setting up their, you, letting the Republicans use that blank terminology, defund the police and scaring everybody like they did with Willie Horton years ago, with Mike Dukakis and uh, who, Ronald Reagan, I think wasn't Ronald Reagan or George W. Bush, I think it was George H. Bush that beat him. You know, you got to set back and just you know make a stand and come up with a platform. If it doesn't resonate with the people of America, then guess what? At least be forthright and forthcoming. This skipping and dancing is allowing. Is allowing this racist regime of people to set back and, and, and divide America. I mean, let, let let's talk about McCarthy in in the in the fifties. Uh, he used the same type of terminology. Ronald Reagan used the same type of terminology as they utilized him as the Manchurian Candidate, as those rich uh, backers. Uh, publicly built him and that was his platform. Mm-hmm. Let's make America great again. So now Trump has just simply come out here and insinuated, but see uh you know, again it, it still serves the same the same portfolio is the fact that we want the power and we're gonna keep the power but we'll we'll divide people because in a division that's yeah. how they stay in office. Okay? Yeah. We already know that they're obstructionists. They have no platform. All they can do is get out there and shop those rhetoric from the rooftop. Uh, now, what I what I did, Jay, I, I had not heard about that Virginia uh, incident. But, you know, as we as right. typically do, you know, you, you, you get studied up on it. And, I mean, when you look at all the candidates, the only ones that they got the ropes on is the black men.
4: Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. and the Jewish that's it. and the Jewish candidate, they they superimpose their nose and had them looking at money. Absolutely, you know, it's, Absolutely. It's, it's the stereotypical it's the thing that the they racism. do is, you know race baiting.
9: Exactly, you know, there, there, there's there, there's that overall blatantness okay, that exists. But then it's those subtle things that's that's occurring right now that people may try to sleep on. And of course, you got President Biden, you got. Uh, you know, uh, Vice President Harris, and you know they have clearly said, you know that that okay, uh, America is is turning into a racist country. Well, guess what? Uh, I'm not suggesting that they're not doing. Uh, anything but i'm saying they're not doing enough to get the message out and bring people together so uh, yeah. you know those who might think okay i'm being critical no i'm just being real okay i'm out there in right, the street right. and i know that the people are beginning to un- beginning to set back and say you know what i'm not too sure you know you got one person who promised us you know that we're going to be a significant part yet i i, I have yet right. to see it and then you got the first african-american female who you keeping on the back you know, in, in, in the back room and appear in, in certain instances, but should be out there promoting yeah. it. So what I'm saying right here is that you got to come with a message and your your platform has got to resonate so that you, you, you meet them head on. Because as long as you keep allowing yeah. them to take the shot, then they're going to keep taking these these shots. And we know that they lie. OK, we know that they lie to yeah, you about yeah. misinformation. But unless you listen to the shows such as this right here, then you're gonna always be misinformed. So you out there thinking okay, it's only form. one message because they are the ones that's screaming from the top of the building right. and we setting up we, we sitting in some back room, meaning President Biden and Camilla and Harris, you know, Vice President Harris sitting in some back room whispering about, you know, hey, we don't wanna offend anybody. Get out there and kick somebody yeah. in the chest and set back and say, you know, this <laughs> is my platform and I'm not gonna let y'all just right. potentially tell these lies. I mean, it comes come right. a time when you just got to just, just just square up and fight. Yeah.
4: Yeah, That's you're, you're right about that. Let me jump in here. Let me jump in here because we're running out of time here. So so uh, let me uh, let me get your thoughts here real uh, real quick, uh, Rich Sister, uh, in regards to what we're talking about. And as far as the GOP, listen, you know, you heard the anti-vax stuff at the top of the segment, but it all plays in that role. It's still that underlining thing that, okay, you know, the bottom line is that, you know, The Republican Party, I mean, what it represents today, not only from this whole situation, you know, the the hypocrisy uh, with the Republican Party, the fact that they're telling people not to get vaxxed, I'm talking about Republicans, not the people that that are in office, but these influencers on the GOP side, they're telling people not to get vaxxed, and guess what? All of them are vaxxed. Right, and so you know you have Tucker Carlson spreading his hate lies every night on Fox News, and then you have this situation that's going on with the blatancy of, and I don't know if I just made that word up. The blat—it's just blatant as far as what they're doing when it comes to racism on the GOP side. Give me your thoughts on this, real quick.
2: Well, just bottom line, are you are you really shocked? I mean, it's just the. The, the way that started since, well, when I can since the beginning of time, but definitely since Trump been in office. I mean, I mean the Republican is just really showing their <laughs> their face clearly after who they are, and they've been like that for a long time. So nothing that they're doing is shocking me at all.
4: Huh. You know what? It's interesting you say that. Nothing that they're doing is shocking you. <laughs> all. this bringing the smartest man in the world. In the four minutes we have left in the segment, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's going on, man? Good morning, Jerome. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing all right, man. Trying to keep a cup of water in the morning. I've been, uh, hey, been tongue-tagged this morning. Yeah, all right, morning. so, good Jerome, morning. man, uh,
7: we have four hey, minutes 20. left
4: in the segment. I want to... Get your thoughts on this whole thing with the the way the GOP is acting as far as, I don't know, man. It's like there's a war brewing somewhere. I mean, you you had these young white kids running around with tiki torches saying Jews won't replace us. You've seen, you know, we've seen this in the past with, you know, lawmakers, you know, saying things that are, I remember the picture that circulated of President Obama as a pimp and, you know, Michelle Obama as a as a whole. I mean, it, you know, they've been doing this, but it's like it's blatant to me. It's just at a point where now they don't care. It's like, you know, they have the cover that they need to do what they want to do, and they're just going to act it out, and they don't really care what happens. Give me your thoughts on this in the four minutes we have left.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, okay, so I don't understand the question specifically as far as the GOP is concerned, but I can tell you this that you know we can't keep projecting the same things that they're marketing to us right and i know that that's, that's um their goal to get everyone sidetracked so even when you said earlier about you know um president biden and kamala harris and how they should be kind of handling this stuff different um i don't know if they can right if they mm-hmm. if there's a undercurrent of racism um that is that is going through everything then technically all you do all you have to do is tweak it a little bit and the republicans are really good at this so they do something really racist we blow it up by pointing it out and we're magnifying it and they walk away like oh we do nothing that's been working for them it always works for them but what they're doing is they're rallying up the racist people and we don't do that on the opposite side to counter it we're just like, we should live above the fray. It's why I think that Obama was not as effective as he could have been, because he said, oh, I have some work to do. But, so all the work that he put in looks like he did no work, because people want a show. Did not do jack, but he put on the show. So we still have people around here talking about how great of a job that, he done, that, that he's done, and they can't name anything. I can name a ton hmm. of stuff that Obama did, and people will say, well, name it. Like, they, it's really weird how that works. All that work that he put sure. in, um, just because the other person put on the show that they're looking at the clown car, and they're like, oh, the clown car was funny. He did this. He was mean. He did this. Obama did not put on the show. So the only thing we can pick up is what racist people did to Obama, and we attach that to his legacy, which we're wrong for this. We're wrong for it yeah. to attach negative to him because that is what marketing and promotion is. And they're really, really, really good at it. So, you wow. know, GOP is going to be who they are, and they're never going to change this without some kind of drastic repercussions of what they're doing. And they're not going to get that from white folks generally. They're going to just dismiss wow. it.
4: Well, I tell you, it's just a—it's a crazy situation, Jerome. And when you think about how, you know, what we're seeing today, and I don't know, it's it, sometimes coming on this show can be very uh, I'm enthusiastic about it. I'm happy to do it, but then once we kind of get into some of the topics, it's like, damn, really, this is the country that well, we no, live in. Well, it's not
1: a bad thing, though. That's what I—that's the point that I wanted to make, right? Like, so I know when we talk about this and we talk about. Like that sounds like a dire situation Like right? it's too bad that the world Won't wake up to see how Racist or crazy um, People are but what I think is That I am actually happy about it Because once we get desensitized To it uh, If a racist, racist person or anybody Comes to you and calls you stupid You have to actually believe that to get mad at them I would actually Literally laugh at somebody for that You don't know me You know if I'm lit, right So we have to be desensitized. They can still poke us way too much to have people react, and that's how politics works. Republicans do racist stuff because it makes white folks in areas that don't have a lot of black people, it motivates them because their privilege is being attacked, not them individually. Their privilege is.
4: Hmm. Interesting. Wow, good stuff, man. All
1: right, so, well, there's no such thing as a dumb
4: question. With all the talk about the debt ceiling this past week, there are some of you out there, and I know you're thinking, what the hell is the debt ceiling? Well, you're in luck, because in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, we're going to explain what the debt ceiling is and why there's such a big fuss about it. It's the In Four Minutes or Less, Something.
2: When President Trump was president, we Democrats supported uh, uh, lifting the debt ceiling because it's a responsible thing to do.
14: Republicans are united in opposition to raising the debt ceiling. Republicans and Democrats are again feuding over the debt limit or the total amount of money that the federal government can borrow to pay its bills. Congressional Republicans are threatening to oppose any increase to this borrowing authority without a commitment to spending cuts. And Congressional Democrats are calling for an increase to this borrowing authority without conditions. As in years past, it has brought the federal government to the brink of defaulting on its debt obligations. The debt limit is a form of something that Congress has always done. Allocate and approve what the government funds and how the government funds it. But how Congress went about issuing that debt changed during World War I. With the total cost of the war unknown, Congress in 1917 created the first form of what we now call the debt limit, or debt ceiling, before formalizing it further with a new act in 1939. After raising the debt limit for years without much controversy, Congress blocked President Dwight Eisenhower's debt limit increase request in
8: 1953. Unless budgeted deficits are checked, The momentum of past programs will force an increase of the statutory
14: debt limit. Since 1960, Congress has raised the debt limit 78 times. But this perceived leverage to enact spending cuts grew over the years and led to multiple near-defaults for the federal government. And by 1981, Congress had raised the debt limit to $1 trillion for the first time, despite President Ronald Reagan's promises to cut government spending during the 1980 presidential campaign.
5: So-called temporary increases or extensions in the debt ceiling have been allowed 21 times in these 10 years. And now, I've been forced to ask for another increase in the debt ceiling, or the government will be unable to function past the middle of February. I've only been here 16 days.
14: When the government hit the debt limit in September 1985, the Treasury Department for the first time took so-called extraordinary measures to stave off default, while still making payments to recipients of Social Security and other programs. By the time Reagan left office, he had raised the debt limit more than a dozen times. The government briefly shut down in 1995 and 1996, when Congressional Republicans initially refused to raise the debt limit before later agreeing to raise it months later.
6: I also challenge the Congress to preserve the full faith and credit of the United States, to rise above partisanship and pass a straightforward extension of the debt limit and show people America keeps its word.
14: This brinksmanship has become even more frequent over the past decade, as the government risks defaulting on its debts following showdowns in 2011 and 2013. It even led to a downgrade of the U.S. credit rating in 2011. Nobody, Democrat or Republican, uh, is willing to see the full faith and credit of the United States government. collapse. The opportunity presented by the president's request of us to raise the debt ceiling is going to produce what many people will believe is a complete change in the trajectory of the the federal government, beginning to get spending under control.
5: Listen, there's never been a president in our history that did not negotiate over the debt limit. Never.
14: Not once. But after voting to raise the debt limit multiple times during the Trump administration, some Congressional Republicans are now refusing to raise the limit under President Biden, risking default and a possible government shutdown. This is a totally democratic government. They have an obligation to raise the debt ceiling, and they will do it.
8: Are you worried about the debt ceiling, Mr. President? Nope. They're not going to let be
11: us Eight billion, eight trillion of debt
0: Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. together, We can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together we can change the story about mental health in America. Together we can change direction. Online radio at its best. I need somebody.
13: Help. Not just You know I need someone. Help.
5: I know the media wants to distract from the Biden administration's failed agenda by focusing on one day in January. They want to use that one day wow. to try and demean uh, the 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 character and intentions of 74 million Americans. Tell me it's a cult without saying it's a cult. It's almost like we are playing Trump cult bingo.
6: So hundreds of thousands of people are coming into our country. Then if you look at the stats, if you look at the numbers, if you look at just take a look at what's happening in Haiti, a tremendous problem with AIDS. Many of those people will probably have AIDS and they're coming into our country and we don't do anything about it. We let everybody come in. Sean, it's like a death wish. It's like a death wish for our country.
11: Oh, my
4: God. Uh, 48 minutes after the hour, you're listening to The Serious Side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio. As we have been promoting all morning long, it is time for a new segment. You know, every now and then we'll, we'll do this, but it is called... Help me understand, and help me, help me understand. Basically, is you know, I may have a thought that happened throughout the week, or I may hear something that trick that may trigger my interest, and so I'm thinking, what will my colleagues think about this? So, in this morning's edition, the very first edition of Help Me Understand, guys, help me understand why people continue to listen to Trump. Help me understand why this guy still has a microphone. Help me understand that intelligent people who you thought were intelligent, like for example, our former Vice President Mike Pence, even though you may disagree with him on policy, you can't say that he's a dumb man. For him to stand there and say, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're blaming, you know, they're trying to get us to look at these insurrectionists as, you know, anything other than patriots. These were people that were exercising their constitutional right. You have a mob of white folks storm the Capitol and try to overturn a, a freaking vote. Help me understand how Josh Hawley can, uh, can sit there and say some of the things that he says the nonsense that he spews. Help me understand why Chuck Grassley, who is supposed to be a senior elder person in the Republican Party, is attending a Trump rally. Help me understand this, somebody. Anybody can help me. Just start talking. Help me understand. Who got it first? Help me understand. Well,
10: well, that's probably what it is. (laughs) Look, man, they don't want to lose power. Power, power is a a aphrodisiac to some people, so they don't want to lose that power. Call it what it is. You can't fight that. You know, you're talking all these like, like, uh, Holly and the rest of them. They're they're, they're, they're ambitious They they want to be. They want to go to be president. They don't care that what Trump spews out is hate. I went to an, uh, uh, an event last week, and one of my one of my close friends said. F uh, Biden, bring Trump back because he's losing money in the stock market.
11: <laughs> and I
10: laughed at him. I said, so as long as you make your money, monkey, you'll be okay. But oh, wow. if, if they get in power, guess what's going to happen to your money? Because they're trying to stop you from allowing you to vote. You can, And if you vote for somebody wrong, they're going to take you right away to vote. Cause I ain't doing that. I said, dude, you don't, really, you don't really pay attention to anything, do you? All you care about is that dollar. And I, 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 said, I said to what David Chappelle said, that they should never, never give you N-words money, bottom line, because you are worried about more about money than what's going on socially. You're worried about what's going on in your pocket than you are worried about what's going to happen when you can't put the right people in office to allow you to make money.
4: Well, Jackie, help me understand. Help me understand why, you know, I thought he'd be gone by now, right? And, and when I read something, someone, every now and then throughout the week, I may try to go find a message. And I found some message someone sent me uh, saying, you know, about Trump and, and all this nonsense. And, and I said, look, the reason why we talk about him, because I, I don't want people to take their eye off the ball. This man is dangerous. He is, a, to me, he's public enemy number one. And I'm, I, me, I, for one, I'm not going to sit here and let him spew his nonsense without somebody coming back saying what he's saying is a bunch of lies. He's just not going to operate under the, uh, under the radar. Not in my world. So if he says I'm stupid, we're going to call it out. So if that's giving him more time, so what? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not, I, I cannot in good faith sit back and allow this guy to say the stuff that he says and for the people to continue to suck as you know what. I can't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And he really thinks, the, the comments he made about, you know, people with AIDS, yeah, they did have a problem with AIDS back in the day, but that's been that's a done deal. But he throws his nonsense out here for these uneducated people to suck on it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it's amazing to me how much influence he still has. And, and let me, like you like you said, John, seventy five million people voted for this dude. So yeah, the majority of America said, "Oh, we're not dealing with this nonsense. But even even the fact that seventy five million people, Jackie, voted for him. This is a problem. What say you? Help me understand, Jackie.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> How about this? I wish I could help you understand because I don't understand it. <laughs> well,
4: that's a quick
13: answer. <laughs> all, I, all I can
2: say is, can say is 75, 70, 75 million people voted for him. I mean, enough said. I I, I mean, he, there's people out there that think just, and then the people who are in the White House with them. I mean, you know, they run him to kiss his butt. I mean, I don't know what else to say to you. He got but, his cronies okay. out there. He got his cronies out there still working for him. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to say about that.
4: Right. I don't I mean, get You're it. right.
2: I don't get it, but common sense wins for me, but not for everyone.
4: That's interesting. You you, you put it that way. As uh, I don't know. Maybe you're standing outside. <laughs> It's like all the cars are passing. Please be safe while you're out there on the streets. Uh, you, you know, Jerome, um, when I asked the question, help me understand, here's the part that I think that really and truly just makes me go, wow. I mean, Jerome, these are people that are supposedly educated. And yet and still, they continue to support this guy 75 million people voted for him And I, and I was talking to a guy The other day uh, And
11: he,
4: he He had a Trump stick On the back of his vehicle right So uh, I was getting something from Home Depot The guy comes to me and he says hey you need a hand And I said, I said no I'm good <laughs> This is what he said he says, well. he says well man I'm a good guy Despite being a Trump supporter and I kind of looked at him saying, well, what do you mean by that? You know, and, and we got into this conversation. I'm not going to blow all the rest of the time because we only have four minutes left. And maybe I'll tell that story if I have a little bit more time somewhere to show if I can find it. But the point was he was trying to illustrate to me, short, quick, and simple, that even though he may support Trump, it's not because of what Trump is as a person. It is what Trump Represents as far as what he can do For his his constituents And, and like I said it was a long conversation Fascinating conversation uh, But I'm not going to like I said Take all the time talking about that But Jerome help me understand man Why is this man still relevant uh, In today's uh, politics
1: Well you know okay first let me help you out With the guy who says That um, he's not a bad guy Or what do he say he's not a bad guy Because he voted for Trump well, yeah, riddling. yeah, yeah.
4: He said, well, "I'm not a bad guy because I support Trump." And I went, I'm like, "What?" Yeah, okay. I, I mean, <laughs> whatever.
1: Next time somebody says that to you, say yes, you are. Right, like because the truth is, is that the economy was was good and on track of getting better doing Obama, but you don't love him, right? Don't blame that on the. Ah. That's an excuse. So if you are hiding like um, your own feelings. Because of somebody else's bad behavior, but you're like, but I'm a good guy. If you have to say that, you are not, right? White folks want the privilege of having people still love them, even though they hate us. You don't get to play that game. So we need to be careful in dealing with people who are smiling in your face. Draw your line. You know, it is snoop at the source Wars. We know where we at. <laughs> you know, claim your people.
11: <laughs> if that's what you do,
1: claim that fool, because we know who he is. That, that is that's mm. not our issue. So we have to be really clear because people are not going to be honest with you until we are clear one way or another of where we are. But we keep, you know, forgiving them and saying we have to engage because it's politics. That part is not politics. Somebody wanting to starve you is not politics. Someone wanting to hurt you or kill you is not politics. A political alignment is very different than someone assaulting you. So there's a, there's a big difference in how we have to have to look at this. And even, you know, and I think I've said this to you before, and I'm going to keep yelling at you, stop saying the number of people who voted for Trump. Because I had that kind of, some, someone asked me this, or it was someone white who said, you know, I can't believe X amount of people voted for Trump. I'm like, well, can you believe that he still lost because X amount of voted for the guy who won? That's a, that's a silly argument. So, and I know where you were going. Yours was different by just saying the sheer number of people. But I can just tell you this. I, again, I think I used this before, but I'll say it again. When Loyola Marymount was scoring about 130 points a game, like 130, 140 sometimes, the teams that they were playing were still scoring 90. They probably averaged about 95 points a game. So if I'm, if I'm playing for a team that normally scores 60 – and they scored 95 points against Loyola Marymount, you still, they got 140. The only way you can get 140 points in a basketball game is to let the other team score. You need to keep the, the, um, the amount of times that you have the ball in your hand, you need to increase it. So for Trump to get all of those votes, it was because there was an influx of people, but he lost. Nobody says, when they say, oh, Trump got X amount of votes, they don't say, um, Biden got 80 million people. So you're discounting the 81 million people that he got, 80 or 81 million people that he got, because you got a lot of people? That is just a stupid argument. You're lost. So we know that we keep trying to redeem these folks, but there are people who vote for Republicans because they're Republicans and Democrats because they're Democrats. They may not buy into Trump, but the truth is, is that we can't keep using that as an excuse to try to mend or – bring those people along who voted for Trump for, those, for the um, crazy reasons that they voted for him. We have to stop yep. doing that. Trump is irrelevant. Even as a leader, even as a person, his humanity sucks. So when you hear him talk about, you know, ooh, they did this in Haiti or they did this in here, you're like the, the immoral or amoral person is telling us what we should do for other people. That is madness. We have to stop elevating that dude, and we need to call him the, the pariah that he is, right? Yeah, the colonizer man, that right. he is. All of those attitudes that he had, we can label his ass because he would do that to you without a hesitation or thought. Yeah. We need to be you, you You're,
11: be you're absolutely
4: correct about that. You're absolutely correct about that, Jerome. It's, uh, it's just unfortunate that uh, – we are in this space. All right, John, man, my apologies. We have a minute left in this segment, man. Can you uh, help me understand in a minute, sir?
9: I'm, I'm gonna recap what everyone says and, and, and basically agree in, in, in principle. Uh, it's about power, influence. It's about the foundation in which this country was built upon. This perception that the Caucasian male will be the, the the person who will lead this country from here into existence. And in today's culture, if if he can't, then his wife will. So that's that. Hmm. That's that message that has been sold. So what what you have is you got a, a a reprobate, an immoral, um, ethically immoral uh, and compromised individual that does not necessarily represent the the ideologies of of, of what people well I put it this way, the core of what people believe. Okay, but what he does he represents the ideology of power and influence. So because he has made everybody fearful that now you're in jeopardy of losing that, he has a solid base. So when you hear Pence step back and, and, and support a group that wanted to kill him, it's because he does not want to lose that base, power and influence.
4: Whew, I tell you what, what a, uh exhausting segment. All right, we're going to step out at <laughs> 2, 2. is time for part one of Marietta music Music's Corner. I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll be right back. The show continues. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. Keep it right here, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two.
3: Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Yeah.
10: moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life.
8: Take time to be a dad today.
7: Overnight, a defeat for the Biden administration. A federal appeals court temporarily reinstating enforcement of the nation's most restrictive abortion law, which recently took effect in the state of Texas. It bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat has been detected, usually around six weeks, before many women even know they're pregnant. And it has no exceptions for rape or incest. Abortion rights supporters are outraged, calling for the Supreme Court to step in. Opponents are celebrating. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton tweeting, I will fight federal overreach at every turn. The Justice Department now has until Tuesday to respond as the case winds its way through the court.
4: Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It's 7, seven minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS radio network. A Texas law severely restricting abortion rights by allowing citizens to sue abortion providers has been reinstated after a two-day pause. On Friday, the Fifth Court, Circuit Court of Appeals issued an administrative stay on a previous ruling halting SB-8, which effectively bans abortions after about six weeks of pregnancy in response to a request by the state of Texas for a temporary stay. That state blocks a Wednesday injunction by a federal district court in Texas, which briefly halted the law on the grounds that it violated the constitutional right to abortion access. The temporary stay is just the latest development in a September lawsuit filed by the Biden Justice Department against the state of Texas, which argues that SB8 is unconstitutional. The suit has resulted in a whiplash inducing back and forth by the courts this week with the status of the reproductive health care in Texas hanging in the balance. For now, Friday stay has blocked the district court's injunction, but it's still undecided whether it will remain in place long term. Once again, my state back in the news. Um, Let me start this segment off with you, uh, John, because you, you didn't have enough time during the last segment. Um, You know, I I tell you, it goes back to what we've always said, what we always say on the show is this, is that the GOP, you know, you see these folks out here knocking down vaccine signs, saying that the government can't do anything or shouldn't have a face on what I do with my body, but the only exception is a woman's right to choose. And for the first time doing My natural lifetime, well, I'm not going to say the first time during my lifetime, the first time during my adulthood, I should say, I just took for granted that a woman would have the right to be able to choose whether or not she should have an abortion. Man, this thing is in jeopardy, and why is the Supreme Court, whose number one function is to uphold the Constitution of the United States, why are they sitting on their hands on this? And why did they allow this Texas law to actually go into effect anyway? They had the power to shut it down, but they didn't. Basically, they were saying in so many words, well, we're not going to infringe on our right to pass this law. But if someone then sues, then if it comes to us, then we'll take a look at it from a different perspective. Give me a thought on this one. Right.
9: Well, you know, first, uh, the clarity that you just made is is, is accurate, and and certainly we believe in – and, and being factual. Uh, if not, we'll be just like that Fox Channel and some of the other ones. Uh, the Supreme Court uh, uh, is just allowing the due process to, to take place and shape. At some point, it will come across uh, the desk. Uh, you know, all the all of the, the the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of. Of marchers and protesters last week, uh, they will ultimately be the voice on how this passage goes. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised if you think about what Trump was able to do with with uh, the the appointments of you know well over I think 300 and some federal judges. So yes. he has the court systems at the federal level. So with, with that being said, you know anything that that is is rebutted. They already have backdrops in place to go ahead and make sure that those legislations go through. Now, of course, they got they also have the Supreme Court as well. You know, my my concern is this here twenty twenty two elections, twenty twenty four elections. You know, uh, you got the elders, elder spokesman, in the Supreme Court that's that's still hanging on, and certainly you know don't want to tell anybody to, to, to retire before their time. Yeah. But unless something is done at the Supreme Court level, this will continuously be a pattern. You're right, the hypocrisy that you hear so many of, of those those maskless people saying, you know, it's my right to do this here, but yet you take the right away from, from, from the women. But the women are going to have to stand up and say, you know what, enough is enough. And the males uh, who, who believe so passionately that that our wives, our sisters, our mothers, our aunts, and, and anyone who has, you know, uh, you know, the, the these you know, these laws imposed upon them, they should be able to have some say in in such a sensitive but yet a vital part of life. So, you know, I'm not gonna take up a, a great deal of time other than the fact that one, the Supreme Court at some point will eventually have to hear this case. But my concern would be the fact that if it if the Supreme Court and our court system, judicial system, is not shaped differently, then we will continuously see these types of impositions being placed upon people in all aspects. Yeah.
4: Jackie, I know that uh, your time with us is limited. Give me your thoughts on this particular topic.
11: Um,
2: yeah. Um, it's because I've said before, of course, I'm not a, um that are not for emotion but i know it's it just seems like with this what's going on in texas it gets to the point where it can get crazy after a while i mean talking about that you're gonna shoot at uber drivers and and stuff like that uh so so it get it gets a little just too much where you know because how can you sue uber drivers and um how can you sue the uber drivers and stuff like that so it, it just gets real perplexing after a while so that's just me i just think it, it just can get kind of and then yeah. they say they're not making any uh provisions for See, I can understand in certain yeah. cases where maybe rape, incest, you know, maybe if it's somewhere it's a maybe a threat to the mother's life or she's having some kind of issue where it's a threat yeah. to her life. So it just, it's, it's a little much for me.
4: Yeah, it is, and I appreciate your concern. I can hear it in your voice, Ms. Deliaz. Um, You know, Texas has been in the news a lot here lately, and uh, it's a state that I reside from, obviously. But, you know, I'm just not happy with what's going on here. And I think this is a situation where – you know what? Let me change my question for you because, you know, John said something that I thought – when he said it, I wanted to jump in, but I wanted him to finish his thought. Where are we with – you no, know, we, we talked about how, well, John mentioned how Trump has appointed all these federal judges, and, you know, the Supreme Court is where it is. You know, a lot of people, and I don't know who's, I think that may be, you must tell us with the noise, I'm not sure. Uh, but the Supreme Court, wow, that's bad. Let me let me see if I can try to control that a little bit. Okay, so um, the Supreme Court, you know, John talked about how we have these older people on the court. You know, a lot of people wanted uh, uh, Ruth roofgate Ginsburg to get out while President Obama was still in office she decided to stay all of a sudden she died and Trump the ability to uh, to uh, to appoint his third and final uh, Supreme Court justice now the court is leaning conservative and there were talk uh, talks at least in the very beginning of the Biden administration that one of the things that we're thinking about doing was increasing the number of justices uh, on the Supreme Court but the midterms are right around the corner I mean Riddle me this, why – what's up with the administration? Why are they not looking into this and seriously making these – seriously, you know, making overtures or whatever the case may be to try to change the the settings of the Supreme Court? Because if they don't do it now, I mean, come on, do you honestly think that they're going to hold the House? They may lose both, the House and the Senate. And you know damn well they're not going to get anything done with McConnell in charge, so why aren't they – why, why is it the focus on trying to increase the number of justices on the Supreme Court? In your opinion,
10: well, it's, 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 they're trying to juggle too much all at once. Jay, to me, the the first thing I would do is try and get the Voting Rights Bill passed. More than more than a uh, more than anything else, that that would be the first thing I do because right now our 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 the, the democracy is in, is in peril right now. Right now, they 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 have the right to say. That if they win an election, we don't know uh, we don't like that guy. So now nah, we're not going to vote for him. This is this is what they've come up with. So, hey man, you can say what you want to say about the uh, the Bill Better Act or whatever. It's a great act. Don't get me wrong. It, it's what people like to see. But if you don't pass a voting rights act. Like, they, like the John Lewis Act and the Voting Rights Act, we're we're in peril right now. We're in trouble. You, 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 you got the me. point to where is that.
4: Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go you, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, me,
10: got, me. You, you, you got the, the, the point to where is that whoever, even if you have the 80 million votes that Biden had, they can come back and say, yeah, we're going to discount all of those. We want this guy to win.
4: And that's where no. we're at right now. Okay, so let me jump in here because th- that that really uh, – that comment right there really makes what I have to say is prevalent. Let me ask you a question. So are you saying that – and I know it's not a yes or no, but I'm just out of curiosity in your in your headspace. Do you think it's more important to pass the voting rights law versus ensuring that we have a balanced Supreme Court? Yes, I do. I oh, do.
11: Okay.
4: Honestly,
10: I do. I do because it, ger- okay. it gets rid of gerrymandering. It gets rid of all the other stuff that they got in place right now. And, and Mansion and Cinema will not stand stand behind it. So, like yourself out. All
11: right.
4: Okay. Well, let me apologize to Jerome because we have two minutes left. But I want to ask you, you know what? I'm not going to ask you anything. Maybe just give me your thoughts in the last two minutes that we have left in a second because, you know, I'm pretty sure you have some things you want to say.
1: No, no. Ask me. Ask what you want to ask. <laughs>
4: Well, I was going to ask the same question. The, I mean, between the two, do you, which one do you think is more important? I mean, ensuring that we have a balanced Supreme Court, because they're there forever. They're not going away. Or, or the Voting Rights Act or whatever thing that's going on in Congress right now, to me, in my opinion at least, I think the Supreme Court is the most important piece. But I could be wrong. Give me. A, what, what do you think?
1: Well, I, I think you need to legislate. This. The legislature cannot... They interpret laws. They don't make them. So the the Supreme Court always let off the hook by by them saying, just change the law, right? So even with them voting down a part of the um, Civil Rights Act, it's just a matter of them changing the law, and then it will make it irrelevant. But they won't do it. You can't blame the Supreme Court for that. They're, They're conservative and crazy, yes, but they have one task. When the Supreme Court changed the civil rights legislation, Congress needed to redo the law, and they can't pass it. So okay. your, LES is right. If you go back and get rid of the filibuster and change all of this stuff back, then you can start from scratch and be like, okay, we need to change the Supreme Court. But the Supreme Court interprets laws. They don't make laws. They're telling you how to interpret it. Okay. So even if they shoot down abortion, there would be some kind of caveat. But abortion is the law of the land. That's why the Republican states are pretty much changing their law of strict abortion so it can go to the Supreme Court so they can have a chance to shoot it down. But once it gets to the mm. Supreme Court, the Supreme Court has to rule that that law exists, and you cannot stop people from having abortions. It's the law of the land mm. unless you repeal it, which means you need to have Congress repeal that. The Supreme Court can't do it. They're just restricting it. So they're just playing a game – The Republicans are playing a game just to get it to the Supreme Court so they can shoot down the overall law. But it is the law of the land, and you cannot restrict. I mean, you can restrict. You can put parameters around abortion, but abortion is legal in this country.
4: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, hey, man, listen, that's why I asked you. Appreciate your response. All right. Part two of Mariana Music Corner is coming up, plus our football picks. Good God, somebody did not do well and uh, I'm not going to tell you who it was. This is serious side. We'll be right back after this. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show. Period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the Serious Side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the Serious Side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
13: the town.
3: Radio
4: at its best. Welcome back here. 347-850-1272 is the calling number. It's 28 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Online radio. And it's best, of course, it's time to
9: say good morning to the peeps.
4: Let's say good morning to my main man, Mr. Johnny D, in the place to be, man. Good morning, John. How are you, sir?
9: I'm doing wonderful, doing wonderful. I tell you what, just stimulated by the, the conversations and topics. So, great show.
4: Good stuff as always. And, and I'm stimulated by your responses. You are the man, the man who gets the uh, first and last word. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S is in the house. So, good morning, Mr. Elias. How are you?
10: Good morning. Good morning to you, my brother. And good morning, Marion and Music. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning, Rasulka. Good morning, Kathleen. Uh, good morning, Momo B, and good morning, my brother Hawk. good morning, my brother Jerome, and Mariana Music. That first song on the agenda was uh, Come With Me by Surface on Tour, and Celine Lee, and the other one was Anita Baker, Sometimes.
4: Ooh, I love that song. Sometimes thank you, Mr. Elliott. All right. The smartest man in the world is in the house as well, Mr. Jerome Mr. Man, Good morning, sir. How are you?
1: Hey man, good morning. I'm good. How you doing? Jerome? You know everybody's all Hey Jerome, Jerome, hey man, how you doing? I'm doing fine, brother. I smile leg on my brother. <laughs> I'm, uh, you Appreciate know I'm you. trying to read it, but I'm good. I am good. <laughs> hey, where's where's my girl <laughs> Vanessa at? I ain't hear her voice today. She's
4: in the woods somewhere in Texas,
1: hanging out, and yeah, right. hanging out with
4: all the deer. deers. Yes. Um,
1: hanging <laughs> out with wild boys. Yes. everybody. Who, who did last left, left named everybody, so I didn't want to rename everybody, but peace to everyone that um, I didn't get a chance to say good morning to earlier. <laughs> good stuff. But still, asked yes, me, can we
4: say hello to the people in the chat room if you don't mind, sir?
10: By by all means. We got uh Covina man and with sisters in there with us. And that's it, that's in there with us.
4: What's up, what's up, what's up? I wanna say what's up to the pastor. How you doing, Pastor? Praise God. Give him all the glory. What's up, Rebecca? What's going on? Chauncey, That's a cool name. Uh, let's see here. Troy's in the house. So many people checking as I want to say what's up to my girl Momo P as well. Rob Smooth, the brother with the alligator shoes. And my boy is in the house, my big brother from another mother. My main man, home team, is in the place to be listening in. You know him from back in the old days. <laughs> just give me two minutes. All right, just give me two minutes. All right, folks, you know what time it is. Uh, It is time for something that I must admit that some of us are not very good at, but it's time for our football pick. Here we go. All right, folks. Someone had a bad week last week.
11: Somebody had a
4: bad, bad, bad week last week. And that somebody would be me.
11: <laughs> oh, Jesus
4: Christ. I got clobbered last week. Good, googly moogly. I went, what? Oh, my God. I went uh, three and four. Oh, horrible. All right, but I'm going to try to fix myself. I'm going to try to redeem myself this week. Johnny T actually was the man last week. Five and two. Go ahead, John, with your bad self. Do your thing. You redeemed yourself from a one-in-four start. So, since you are the man this week, we're going to start with you with our first pick of the day, Denver, Pittsburgh. I think I know where you're going, but I want to hear you say it, sir. <laughs>
9: hey, 47 years. Black and yellow, black and gold Steelers. Oh, man, you need to stop. That's going to really
4: hurt you, brother. That's one of the losses you took last week, too. You better start using your football oh, IQ you. and get off Jay, the board.
9: I, I tell you what, this, this is a week, right? Every week is the week. Remember that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, John.
9: All right, Jerome, man, who
4: do
1: you have in that game, sir? Uh, you know what? I can't go against Pittsburgh either. They got to win one. They, I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the lofty He, <laughs> <put him laughs> the he, he yeah, said this they got to so win unex- one. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I always, okay, so I'm not a big Pittsburgh fan, but I always pull for Pittsburgh. So I'm just gonna put it out that way because you know what? They lost, and I, that was unexpected to me. So I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. I ain't gonna go. I'm not gonna no bet right. against them because I'd be wrong if they won. And I wanted them. I'm gonna pull for them anyway. <laughs>
11: So, hey, I might as well them all of my enemies. No, all right,
9: no, sir. Wait. Hey, you, you know the only one I want to, to, to root against uh, Pittsburgh every week is Slep Rock. That's Jay. Jay. <laughs> hey, well, look, your wish is hey. my command. All
4: right, because I'm going with <laughs> Denver. <laughs> you got it, buddy. What about you, Mr. Williams? Who you got this game?
10: I'm going with Denver as well, Jay.
4: Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Now you're on his list, boy. You are going with the Denver Broncos <laughs> as well.
11: <laughs>
4: All right. Next up, Tampa Bay, Miami. the x Man, who you got?
10: Tampa Bay, Jay.
4: All right. What about you, uh, John? Tampa. What about you,
1: Jerome? Not Brady.
4: <laughs> okay, so that's the opposite direction. <laughs> so there's a loss coming for you this week. And I'm going with Tampa no, like Bay. Uh, you nope.
1: did, you think that ain't a loss okay, for me. Right. That's a loss for, for you. That's a loss for oh, you. Oh, well. You make, <laughs> make that happen.
4: <laughs> or for every, whatever.
1: All right, hey, so now, here we first go.
4: go.
1: Get, first one to go against Pittsburgh, whatever. One go against Miami.
4: You're wrong for that. That's hey. right, brother, I am. <laughs> and guess what? I'm going to make it a clean sweep. All right, here we go. Washington, New
1: Orleans. Uh, Jerome, man, who do you have in that game? Okay, I'm going to go for um, Winston. Okay. I'm going to go good. Right. That's uh, Oh, wow. That's, that's a t- this is a tough thing. All right, what about you, Mr. Elias?
9: Washington. Ooh, what about you, John? All right, where are they playing at? What, where, they They're can't playing? playing in the League, so that's right. I'm going for Washington. Yeah, I'm going for Washington. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going with
4: New Orleans, so we're split on those games, gentlemen. All right, next game up. Uh, Philly, Carolina. John, where do you stand on that
9: one? Uh, Come back. And they are are playing in Carolina. uh, Tell you what, um... I'm going I'm to go with Carolina. Your home state. I ain't state. a Carolina fan, but I'm going to go with Carolina. Yeah, I go with Carolina. How
4: are you not a Carolina fan and you live in the state? But that's okay. Man, that's I'm your a Pittsburgh Steelers right. fan. I'm a Pittsburgh uh, Steelers fan. Everybody knows. That's why you keep losing. All right, good. You're going with Carolina. <laughs> All right, what about you? What about you, uh, Jerome? Who you going with? Philly. All right. What about you, Mr.
1: Elias?
5: Carolina.
4: Oh, wow. We're split on this one, too, because you know I'm going with Philly, because that's what I do. I'm going That's with my team. That is correct. <laughs> Whatever, Ms. Elliott. <Elias. laughs> All right, Chicago, Las <laughs> Vegas. Jerome, who do you have in that game?
1: All right, since the uh, coach said something racist, I'm going to go with everybody but Vegas. <laughs> I'm not oh, concerned. really? I, oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know
4: that. What no. about you, Miss Elliott?
10: I'm, I, I, I'm going with Vegas, man.
4: Uh, you don't care about racism; you just try to lie in your pockets. What about you, uh, Johnny D?
9: So <laughs> oh, hey, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Raiders and, and Jerome. Write about that comment group made about uh, mm-hmm.
8: the the
9: the attorney for the uh, Players Association said he had Michelin lips. Yeah. Oh wow! Well, if you said
4: that, I'm going Chicago, and I'm I'm with you, Jerome. <laughs> Forget that, man. I mean, yeah. My principles stand for something. Yeah, I'm in with y'all. Yeah. Those two, two traders over there, <laughs> we're split this week. All right, last game of the week, uh, Buffalo, Kansas City. I know where you're going, Mr. Elias. What about you, Jerome?
11: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, i I go. I would go with Buffalo.
9: Oh wow! Didn't see
4: that one yeah. coming. What
9: about you, uh, John? Hey Buffalo, Buffalo is tough, man. What?
4: Oh, my God, these dudes, man, they're going to, Mr. Elias, I'm with you on this one, bro. They are crazy. They have lost Mm -hmm. their minds. And I'm going to tell you right (laughs) now, they're going to take a loss next week because, man, that's a crazy pick. Y'all two picked. All right. We're there in. We suck. I do at least. But nevertheless, we're going to do it. All right, folks, quick break. We'll be right
8: back after this. America is starting to breathe again.
5: A decent man as president, a plan to protect us. It feels almost normal, but it's not. Republicans still will not admit that President Biden was legally elected, which means they don't believe in democracy. They believe an election is only legitimate if they win. That's not democracy. Their plan, pass voter suppression bills to block minorities from voting, take back Congress, Impeach President Biden. We refuse. We refuse to accept the end of the American experiment. We refuse to
9: allow anti-democratic autocrats to steal our country. We choose to fight, and we will not lose. Join us.
5: The monthly totals bounce around, but if you take a look at the trend, it's solid.
7: As only 194,000 jobs were added in September, way below the figure economists predicted for the second month in a row. But unemployment ticked down to 4.8 percent, the lowest it's been since the pandemic started.
5: A significant improvement from when I took office and a sign that our recovery is moving forward, even in the face of a COVID pandemic.
7: The president blaming the Delta variant for derailing growth, peaking just as data for the report was collected. Since then...
5: We've seen the daily cases fall <clears throat> by more than one-third, and they're continuing to trend down. We're continuing to make progress.
7: Republican critics slammed the president for the sluggish numbers. Congressman Kevin Brady writing, if this were a football team with this losing record, the coach would be searching for a new job at this point.
4: A majority, a majority of voters disapprove of President Biden's job performance, according to a new Quinnipiac poll, which found the president is struggling to keep support among independent voters in particular. The poll found 38% of those surveyed approved of Biden's job-approved performance, which 53% disapproved. Wow, those are Trump numbers. Biden's numbers dropped from the Quinnipiac poll released last month that found 42% had approved of his performance and 50% disapproved. The dip can largely be contributed to Biden's loss of support among independents, 6 percent of whom say they disapprove his job performance. In September, the poll found 52% of independents gave biden a poor mark uh let me start right there jerome uh when we look at these numbers i mean we all know that during the midterms the office that occupies the white house really has a tough toe a heavy burden uh they're facing headwinds but my goodness man those numbers are trump numbers man what do you Talk to me about that, man. Are you concerned about his numbers, or is it like, you know what, polls are polls, I don't really give a damn?
1: No, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be concerned. If I was him, I wouldn't be concerned about those numbers at all. I mean, just, again, you have a, a whole news channel, like, that's a propaganda channel, just negatively impacting what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, they're constantly on him. A friend of mine was saying that uh, she was driving through Virginia and she said there's a there's billboards like not one or two but billboards as she was driving through there uh saying that Biden supports the Taliban and has him with a turban on like they spend marketing money to bring those numbers down that is an artificial impression and sometimes that can hurt you but those are artificial impressions and I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about it because even the people who are saying, "Oh, he's just as bad as Trump," don't. They, I wouldn't rely on them to tell me if it was raining outside, right? Because the truth is, is that they're negotiating. They're making sausage. They're negotiating how a budget works and how the system works. But Fox is, you know, blowing it up. They're blowing it up to be like, you know, what about Hunter Biden? And they're bringing all of this ancillary stuff in there that's just impression. So your popularity will go down if somebody marketed against you. If we came on this show every day saying something negative about one person, that that person will always, to the listeners, have, they will say, you know, I like what they said or I understand them, but I feel this kind of way about them. That's what they're doing to Biden. Mm-hmm. Biden's not doing yeah. anything to help himself. It's just like, I, you know, I was in the store and see a National Enquirer, and it's like, is Biden fit for office? Remember they did that with Hillary. Oh, wow. Ooh, she fell down the stairs. Yeah. She might not be fit. She might be having seizures. You keep doing that enough, that leaves an impression on people, and they're good at this. So you can't write, write, read the Inquirer. You know that's Trump's boy. You know that Fox is GOP, and as those guys keep putting that stuff out there, um, you're getting an impression. You're being brainwashed to something. So his numbers are artificially reflected in all the negative press that he's getting, um kind of that's seeping in people's consciousness it it has nothing to do with his workflow or what he's doing or what he has or has not been able to do no president is going to do what you want them to do
4: yeah i'm just amazed at the sharp decline to be honest with you and the fact that uh you know i've said this all along john and we have about five minutes left in the segment i've said this all along that um You know, the the Democrats, not the Democrats, but the Republicans are obstructionists, and they know that people are not following this close enough to know exactly what they're doing, right? So what they do is they run interference, they don't pass anything, they just sit by idly, like this whole debt selling crap. I mean, first of all, this didn't even come prevalent until President Obama was in office, where all of a sudden this is something that usually goes on behind closed doors. Now it's in the national spotlight because what they're trying to do is run interference. You know, Mitch McConnell famously said he wanted President Obama to be a one-term president, which he failed. But so they sit back and do these things, and they know that it's going to disrupt stuff, John. And so all they know, and this is what they're banking on, and that's why I say the low information uh, voter, you guys need to take heed to what's going on. All they know is people are going to sit back and say, huh, my situation ain't got any better uh, you know, things are getting a little worse. We can't get no money and Biden's in office. You know, I keep saying he's not the king of the of the United States, he's the president. So the Republicans know exactly what they're doing, John. It's just it's amazing to watch one political party who is just thrown in the towel and they, their whole objective in life is to seek
9: power and while they're not in power not to participate in the process. Say you They they have been Almost surgical in their inability to to govern, but yet still win. But let's 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 look at this here, okay? Um, the approval rating is not as low as Trump's was, okay? But now certainly a modern day, absolutely. Now his now the last poll I saw was forty four percent, which Trump's was lower than his at this point in his his um okay. and his presidency. Now amongst others, I mean he is certainly lower, but now he he has had some 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 devastating, you know, world events. Um I don't know if he ever rebounds from Afghanistan, okay? Um and then you've got the pandemic. You gotta get people healthy. Then you've got the war of lies and just the blatantness, the fact that, okay, I'm gonna refute anything that he says. I mean, let's not forget on on, on on that reprobate's watch, we had a
11: coup
9: attempt in the United States that really went unaddressed. Uh, certainly, there are some people getting locked up now, but th- but they weren't addressed. Let's talk about the fact that the government actually shut down at least three occasions while that reprobate was in office. Okay, let's talk about the fact that they raised the debt ceiling on multiple occasions uh, during that reprobate. Uh, Watch, But the reality of it is you talk about the job market, probably what's dictating that is the fact that no one wants to work. So why would a company go out and generate, you know, 100 jobs when they can do 10 because they're not getting the applicant? So you got to look deeper into the Mm. process where, yeah, those numbers and stuff are reflecting one thing, but tell me how many employers are sitting out there going bankrupt and saying, look, I can't get nobody to, to work. So why create jobs when ain't nobody trying to work?
4: Wow, that's uh, huh. I, I'm gonna do a little research into that. That's interesting. I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't drill down on that one. Wow, that's an interesting point. All right, Mr. Elliott, three minutes left, man. Uh, you get the first and last word. Give me your thoughts on this particular topic.
10: Well, you know something, Jay. Um, uh, uh, they need to if they if they could pass any damn thing, if Cinnamon and, and the match would get off their asses and pass any damn thing. It would be a much better, much better outlook. But hell, they're in fighting,
4: you know. And, how would that have an effect on a, Biden's approval rating, though, Mister Elias? How would that have an How because, would that have an effect on it? Because, because people look. They don't
10: look like you said. They don't look and say that he's not the king. They're looking and saying Biden's in charge. We're not getting anything done. Look at, right. Look at this happening. Look at that happening. They, this is what they do. They don't look and see. What's, what's happening in Congress? It's the low information voter, so that's what's happening. Bottom line is that they're not they're not passing anything in Congress. So if that passes, if you got jobs that are plentiful that are making because if you got infrastructure bills job passing, you got jobs that are making more, way more than minimum wage. So a lot of people are happy. You got you got all the people that you're losing right now, the union members that you're losing, and uh. All the other people that, that, that are low information voters that'll say, hey, look what's happening. Biden is, Biden is getting this done. Because, you know, damn well, there's, 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 a lot of people are saying the reason that the stock market is tanking, which is not, is it's, it's at an all record high right now. But they're saying because they're not making the same amount of their money they're making is because Biden's in office. Biden is, you know, you got to look at it for what it works. The buck stops with him no matter how you look at it. No matter how you look at it, the buck stops with him. So if they would pass anything, any bill, anything, imagine the cinema uh, holding up everything, I guarantee his
4: approval rating would go up. Well, okay. I mean, I don't know. I just – we can put blame at their feet every day, and you're right. There are things that they should be doing, but at the end of the day, you know, Biden – I'm just shocked at the numbers. And, um, you know, 38% is not good. I mean, 38%, those are Trump numbers. And, and it just kind of goes back to something that we talked about earlier in the show. I just don't understand where people's mindsets okay. are.
1: I, I want to say something about that. I, I understand what you're saying. But again, we're taking like daily polls of, of stuff, right? People's temperatures go yeah. up and down. And, and Elias right. is absolutely correct. If cinema, if they would have passed that stuff early, people would have said, oh, we got infrastructure, money, people are doing stuff, this wouldn't be happening. It is the Democrats. The the Democrats were slowing this down, are causing this impression, which allows Fox to give you um, a different, um, to use propaganda. And so you're like, well, they're not doing anything. If if they would have passed infrastructure a long time ago, and then – you know, overruled the filibuster and got that John Lewis Voting Rights Act thing done, then people right now would be feeling really good about the progression that this doggone country is making. And all they see is people treading water. So they're blaming Biden for the fact that Congress is treading water. He can't do anything to make Congress do and He cannot do that. The only thing he could do is pretty much, you know, what he's done, right? Like, even expanding health care. He opened up the markets a little longer so that people can get health care because Trump shortened them and said, hey, if you don't have health care by this day, we close the markets early. He even extended that by about four months. And now the market is about to open back up in, you know, mid-October to have people sign up for um, affordable health care again. Like he's doing administrative stuff that's helping people, but the impression is that they're watching this daily fight on the news about the depth feeling, and and all this other stuff, and it's just frustrating. So if you're polling people, you're only getting the people who are watching this like a movie, and that's who that's who, who that's who, who you're polling. You're not polling real people at this point. You're po- you're polling people who like political theater.
4: Hmm, interesting. All right, it has to be the last word. We'll be right back after this
8: one in eight your best friend your sister you
3: if one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer then it affects all of us but together we can raise awareness fund research and fight for a cure the end of breast cancer starts with you
4: All right, folks, it is time for Pastor Steve's State Your Case where we read comments from the world-famous chat room and from the social media sites that we've monitored throughout the course of the show, Mr. Elias, always do. you have anything you want to add before I get into some of the comments that we have? We
10: don't have a lot of time. Yeah, Corina Man said one of the biggest mistakes that uh, Biden has made may have been the choice of Attorney General. If there are not any indictments on Trump and the company soon, by the AG, Biden needs to replace Garland with C.Y. Van from New York City.
1: Yes, sir. Oh, I agree with
4: that. Wow, wow, well, good stuff. Uh, what else? You have anything else you want to read? That's it. That's it. All right, let me let me let me read let me read a, me read a couple here. Uh, actually, I can just read three. Uh, all right, Pastor, obviously you get yours. Pastor, peace and blessings, family. Congrats to Johnny D on what I like to call the next chapter. Be blessed, my friend, and may God bless whatever you decide to do in your future endeavors, with the exception of any of your future endeavors does not include this show. (laughs) All right, John, there you go. All right, Cynthia from Las Vegas. Jay, your comments on Trump were spot on. Y'all helped me. Oh, uh, I like the way you did that. Y'all helped me to understand the nonsense of the Republican Party. I can you a play on the words. I like that, Cynthia. Uh, Raymond from Pittsburgh. He says, John, keep picking those Steelers. As a person who was born and raised in Pittsburgh, we welcomed you on the team, my brother. You know, Raymond, man, I wasted some good airtime reading that nonsense. Good God, if I didn't know you were going to say that, I would have skipped right past it. And on that note.
3: Online Radio Like
4: <laughs> they don't call me a hater for nothing <laughs> It's time for our final thoughts And the man of the hour Most popular man on our chat board Today Mr. Johnny D And the place to be man final thoughts
6: Right. Well,
9: I, I certainly want to thank the good pastor for his well wishes. Uh, certainly keep me in prayer, and and brother Raymond out of Pittsburgh. Uh, thank you for welcoming to the steel city. So, like uh, again, once again, I, I this this is one of the highlights of of my week here. And um, Jay, like say, man, just appreciate you, Jerome, Les, uh, Miss Vanessa. Um dr Williams uh, miss Jackie Momo B um, just everyone who has allowed me an opportunity to just kind of learn from you all week to week and at some point I will get it right but uh, the core of it is what miss Vanessa is out there doing right now serving serving her community and that's that piece where it for me it, it became more about the action than it is about the verbal so thank you my brother like to say man for thirty Seven years now, Jay. Oh man, it's been yes, a long sir. time. Yeah. It's been a long time, yeah. definitely. Like I say, yeah. I think it's thirty seven. Going on thirty seven, yeah. man. Um and in January yeah. it should be thirty seven. Like I say, love you, brother. Yes, love sir. you, love you, love you.
4: Oh man, look here, man. I feel the love, brother. You know, nothing but love for you and can't wait to spend more time with that family of yours that you have. They've been missing out on Uncle J. Man, we got to make up for all that time. It's a beautiful thing, man. Love you, absolutely. As always, John, watch yourself. Watch yourself, John. Watch yourself. You know what? was <laughs> a hater. Who's the new <laughs> hater today? Unless <laughs> he good, yeah,
9: he
4: right. good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, my brother. Get my back. All right, another brother that I love as well. My
1: main <laughs> man, Mister Jerome free Man, final thoughts, Jerome? Yes, sir. You know what? Um, I'm going to defer my final thoughts to Brother Elias. I'll give them a little extra time today. You'll be hearing me in a few minutes. Talk about everything under the sun. So I can defer my final (laughs) thoughts.
4: Well, there you go. A good Samaritan as well. My main man. So Mr. Elias, the mic is yours. The man who gets the first and last word, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Final thoughts. Okay, there you go. So you give it to The, the no-hitter time is time,
11: gone. Right? Yeah. I mean, the no hitters
4: every week this guy messes up the no-hitter. Every look, week. Look, look. Well, actually, I messed did, it up earlier, but that's okay. Did did go you, ahead. Did you, did you yeah, I, I, did, I did. did. I, so I so did. I did. I did. Be quiet. I did. I did. So right, whatever. Be quiet. Go ahead. It, was no, it, it wasn't a no-hitter at
10: all. So,
11: look, folks, look.
10: Reach out to Joe Manchin and Christian Cinema. I mean, call, text. Email whatever you got to do to tell these clowns to stop being obstructionists. Tell them to, to, to pass the Voting Rights Act if they don't do anything else. Tell them to pass the Voting Rights Act and the John Lewis bill so that we can, you know, we can move on from all this, all the, all the, all the stuff that the Republican Party are doing. But they don't, they don't want to vote on anything, and they don't want to tell you what they want. This is the bad part of them too. They they'll 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 stop things from coming through. But then they'll say, hey, listen, "What do you want?" The thing of negotiation, folks, is that you got to tell somebody what you want. I can't guess what you want. Chris Mitchell won't even say anything, and then Joe Matthews speaks to me and 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 and, and, and So, folks, you need to get out there and 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 I I call almost every day to the office, to the Senate office, and ask them why aren't they passing these bills? Because. Hey, they got to do something besides sitting on their hands. And I don't understand why matching is so against what's so popular in this state. And so and this is popular in all their states, but they don't care. They don't want to pass anything.
4: I want to send a very special what's up to a young lady by the name of Tabitha Johnson out of Midland, Texas. Um, she sent me a wonderful video clip. Of her daughter asking who wanted to ask me a question and the question she asked me was why do people hate me because of the color of my skin that was I'm gonna tell you I can't get into all the response today because we're running out of time but I'm going to tell you this that video touched me to why I shed tears for a young girl to sit here and have that question on her heart at such a young age tells me that this country is going in the wrong direction sweetie nobody hates you because of the color of your skin people hate you because they're ignorant and sweetie I'm going to reach out to you in a video message and send it to you but thank you so much for sharing that it just brought me to tears when I saw it God bless you God bless your daughter God bless your family and I hope everything uh, works out for
14: you and yours
4: and on that note Mr. Elias if it's Sunday and we're talking serious Mm -hmm. stuff what time is it my friend it's time for the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always, and we appreciate you, what you do. Mask up. So for John, for Jackie, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, I'm J. Ryle, saying I have a wonderful work week. Remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. Coming up next on a need-to-know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome, is free. Have a blessed weekend, y'all. Take care.
11: Five, four,
5: three, two,
11: one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want
9: me to do? I pledge allegiance to, to right the now?
13: flag of the United States of America. <laughs>
4: Right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time for On the Need-to-Know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Street. Mr. Jerome, man, what did you and Mr. Elias have on the agenda? I got to step out because I got to deal with my moms.
1: But, hey, guys, have a great show. Jerome, man, what's on the topic for today? Hey, all right, well, there's quite a few things. But first, I want to say, before you leave, I don't know if you saw, like, Tidak Live or anything, because I didn't, no, and I, I didn't. refused to watch it. I did But... They had I their did. little Kardashian girl as a uh, host of the Saturday at Live. And it just proves to you, proves to all of us, that you can have no talent and make a lot of money in this country.
11: <laughs> <laughs> like, who who was man.
1: on there? Uh, Kanye's wife. Or oh,
4: wow. Kim Kardashian or her? Okay. Well, I was trying ex-wife. not to say
1: her okay. name, thanks, all, all I'm, I'm saying sorry. My is bad. That <laughs> <laughs> literally... Do nothing, and and so again, and hopefully the person who you know you were just talking to, and you want to reach out to her about her daughter, ask me that question about people not liking you for the color of your skin, because for the color of her skin, she is on Saturday that Live.
11: Wow,
4: yeah, it wow. is something
1: to do with what you're in. Well, yeah, but it, but it has something to do you know, with something else no too. Kid, I mean, so it's a little different. I'm not saying don't tell her that. I'm just saying, oh, okay. the truth, <laughs> yeah, I, I was just saying for the adults in the room, that we all know okay. that that girl is there for a different reason, right? Yeah. We're, we just it's don't have two. black folks with no talent getting, you know, making millions of dollars. They just don't do that.
11: Uh, yeah. We have black okay. people with
1: talent who ain't making no money. Marble yeah. Moore would be a multi-millionaire. Like, I'm just saying it's if you want somebody That's
11: who has true.
1: talent who don't have them,
11: wow. we
1: watch unsung all day with black people with talent mm-hmm. don't get jacked but this, right. we watch to promote these folks that have no talent just to you know fit into pop culture when yeah. you know and I recently had this conversation wow. someone said that um I want to build my brand there's nothing that drives me crazier than anybody that says that because you know where they got that from The Kardashians and Paris Hilton. Her last name's Hilton. She ain't got no brain. Her brain is a bunch of hotels. Yeah, her brain is already out there. (laughs) Exactly. Because remember they had this show. The only reason the Kardashian girl is famous is for two things. She was friends with Paris Hilton when Paris Hilton had that show with the Richie girl. Right? Yes. Remember? Yeah, they called... Nicole, uh, was it Nicole? Uh, yeah, Rich, Nicole yes, Rick. right? Rich. So, yeah. both of them have last mm-hmm. names, so they had a show. Kardashian yeah. was the friend of, dog on um, the Hilton girl,
11: and Fair then she soap, had a sex yeah. tape,
1: and now she's famous. And then she was, yeah. she
10: was she was she was she was Brandy's uh assistant,
1: <laughs> right?
10: Yep,
1: yeah. Right That's they that yeah. hooked up. Exactly. So, yeah. So, so you can get mm-hmm. famous, and it's such a Crazy way to get famous and to make money, yeah. but that's only for a certain few that can do that.
11: Yes, that's I, true. I thought that
1: was interesting yes. that they actually promoted her and brought all of these stars back um, for put her on Saturday Night Live for nothing, yeah. just for nothing. But anyway, <laughs> I didn't see it, so mm-hmm. um, I God didn't see either. y'all letters today.
11: <laughs> yeah, send
1: yeah, them on. I, y'all see y'all let us hear about that. I, I won't watch stuff like that. I, I watch that just as much as I watch football. Hence, my football picks probably won't be that great today. But, anywho, I'm not watching her. Yeah, they probably And won't. I'm not watching <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Oh, stay so hate. But I'm telling you, um, again, Kaepernick. I am still in my Kaepernick oh. mode of dealing with the NFL.
4: I'm down with it's, that, too. Hey, good stuff. Yeah. I'm that's why down we didn't do last year because of my man. You're right. All right, yep. fellas. Y'all yep. got it. I got to get going, guys. Have a great show.
1: All right, man. All right. Now, our first story, you know, United Airlines will operate, um, they said, um, 3,500 daily domestic um, flights in December, which is 91% of what they flew um, just before the pandemic. So they're saying their wow. demands are returning to normal. Yeah. So they really? said they had several new, Yeah, several new direct routes um, for um, for the winter. You know, and they said Amer- they are going to take it from cold weather cities in the Midwest to warmer destinations in the Southwest. So they added Southwest like routes in there. But American Airlines is increasing their flights, although. If your are employees, you don't get vaccinated, you still won't have no job, but that's another story. Yeah. We'll go to that one later. they telling them. <laughs> yep. Now, IBM became the latest company to tell its U.S.-based employees that they must be vaccinated against COVID-19 by December 8th or face, wow. um, face suspen- unpa- unpaid suspension. So they said they, I mean, wow. they employ 100,000 people in the U.S., over 100,000 people and they said their workers must comply with wow. um, back mandate for federal contractors <laughs> and so you know and again that's that's another thing where people are just kind of losing their mind over but people are dying for real in this so you sure. can't just yep you can't just arbitrarily act as if oh you know what it, it's a it's a it's fake news or it's false or something right now I have to say, there's a, there's a news story out, or there's a study that just came out that said natural COVID infections produce a stronger secondary immune response than the vaccine. So they're saying this memory B cell continues to evolve and get stronger for at least several months after a natural infection produces the antibodies that neutralizes like new variant. Um, so mm-hmm. the vaccine induces lex B cells. Now, here, here's the trick of that study. Don't let this fool you, because you're playing Russian roulette. You can, get, you can get that virus and die, or you can get that virus and have a strong immune response. Now, if you want to gamble, gamble. But it's kind of stupid for somebody to say, hey, I just want to get the virus because I can have a strong immune response. You don't know how your body is going to eat that virus.
11: You know, cousin, you're like, I oh, man, I if to I to
1: recovered, my, I'm going to be good. that went to my reminds me
10: of... and, he, and he would watch this Friday at Menard. And uh, he was telling me, man, I had the virus, and I'm not getting that shot, man, because, you know, I'm going to lose my job. I said, I guess you'll be losing your job then, man. What do you want me to say to you? You know, right. you've been vaccinated? Cause? I said, I most definitely have. Yeah, right. He was, oh, man, he, he was, he was, he was just tripping on me because I was like, hey, man, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not playing this game with you no more. I'm not.
1: Right.
11: Yeah, they they is.
1: want the interaction just to have the conversation. It's like that's not smart. You just have to keep telling them you're not being smart because um, once you get that virus, then you get to see how your body reacts to it. And that's not smart. Right? Yeah. You don't have underlying conditions. People have, like, conditions all the time that they don't know about. But that virus is going to highlight it in you if you have some kind of uh, underlining condition. You should not want to get that virus just to prove anybody wrong. And and speaking of that, Republican challenger, um, I guess guess Greg Abbott in Texas, their governor, is being um, challenged in the primary by, uh, what's his name, Crazy Allen West. So, oh, really? on, yes, on Saturday, West, who was unvaccinated and is trying to get the Republican nomination for governor, said that he and his wife contracted coronavirus despite being. um Well, what he said was, "I like to thank all of you for your prayers," is what he said on Saturday. Angela and I just completed a monoclonal antibody infusion therapy and are in the observation period. There's a concern about mm. my oxygen saturation levels, right? And what he's saying still is he's still fighting against the vaccination mandate, but he received monoclonal antibodies. So what happened is he caught the virus,
11: <laughs> wow. had
1: enough money to get the treatment, and saying, y'all don't need to get vaccinated. Now, that's how crazy these people are. Really? Now, if he didn't really. b- believe that that virus, he had pneumonia. If he didn't believe that that virus was bad, he shouldn't have got the antibodies. He'd be like, I'm going to be all right. He should not. have stayed his butt home. Yeah.
10: They
1: shouldn't even took him yeah. to the hospital. Right.
10: The, so they, they he, said that Trump was closer to death than people thought he was, man. They yeah. did let on. I was like, yeah, I don't doubt it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and we'll still go ahead and act like, hey, um, no, everything's good. Y'all, y'all can go ahead and and ignore what everybody else is saying. Now, um, Seattle Police Department is preparing to fire up to 40% of its cops if they fail to get vaccinated uh, by October 18th. So the mayor, um, Jenny um, Durkin, um, set um, the police vaccination mandate deadline for October 18th. They said if all 403 unvaccinated officers are let go, the police department will lose 30%, 37% of its employees we, but she is not wow pregnant. you know mm. be, being an adult again I'm not a big person on vaccinations I, I'm not at all but we're in a pandemic people are dying like don't be crazy that's all no I have kid. to say about that I mean you can be crazy but don't, it's not necessary don't be crazy now, um, you know, William Shatner, former Star Trek icon, William Shatner, who's 90 years old, will become the oldest person ever to visit space. Now, Jeff Bezos, oh, no. um, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin, for, that he'll be aboard the next flight. Now, again, you can see what marketing is, right? There's no reason for William Shatner to bring his 90-year-old butt
11: up in space. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: it's good promotion for Bezos' company. So he's like, "Hey, you want to be the oldest person going to go in space?" He's like, "I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> you know, we mm-hmm. sitting here, oh, wow. he's here playing go. <laughs> hey, okay, so here we go with, here we go with, um, when, when, what is it? Keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> he was like, "Yep,
11: you don't <laughs> really." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I, I could crack a lot of jokes in here, but I'm just going to tell you, they're not they're not elderly jokes more than they are stupidity jokes. Like, it is,
11: really?
1: just to do that, just to do it is not, I don't know, it just seems a little crazy. It's not safe yet, William Shatner. It ain't like you're taking really? an air, uh, you know, you're on a Concord or something. You're trying to go up in space and come back. All right. Now, Alaska declares a health care crisis, which allows doctors to ration care and choose those critically ill patients to treat during their bed shortage that was caused during the COVID-19 spike. So the health, the state health leaders activated the protocols on Saturday after Alaska recorded its highest COVID case um, diagnosis raised in the nation. They're the highest in the nation is Alaska. Not even, wow. I don't think they have more people than Columbus, Ohio, but Alaska has the highest mm. percentage, you know, wow. COVID cases yeah, so mm-hmm. they said they're allowing them to ration care. And again, mm-hmm. if you could have gotten vaccinated and you chose not to, when they ration care, I'm thinking they should ration to the people who got the shot first before they do the mm-hmm. people who are unvaccinated. That's your choice. Really? That is your choice. Now, a Louisiana hospital, Louisiana's largest hospital system, will fine employees um, with unvaccinated um, spouses two hundred dollars a month. Now I don't know I don't know if I get this one. But they said if they don't get the COVID nineteen vaccine by the end of the month, they are gonna find you if your spouse two hundred dollars if you have unvaccinated spouses. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I thought that was interesting. So the spouses and domestic partners who are not vaccinated against COVID nineteen, you're gonna get fined. I don't know how they're gonna know if they're who you live with I don't know how you do that as an employer. It's like, who do you live with and show, show proof of their vaccination? Now, this is Louisiana, a Republican state that don't believe in any government intervention. How are they going to find out
11: who <laughs> is
1: vaccinated and not in your house?
11: Really? Just,
1: I just want to put that out there. They, I just want them to help me out. Now, um, the French Catholic Church had at least 3,000 criminal pedophiles working since World War II, according to a hmm. new report, they had a commission um, that said that there had, you know, there had been between um, 2,900 and 3,200 um, criminal pedophiles that was in the church, the Church of France, since
10: 1950. Hmm. Wow.
1: And, yeah, and check this out. In other news, the Pope expressed his shame at the scale of French, the French Catholic Church <laughs> child abuse and sadness over the suffering of 330,000 victims after that report came out. found that none used crucifixes to rape girls is what it had in that report. What? So Pope Francis said he expressed his personal Like personal shame is not what you should be expressing right
11: yeah.
10: now. Really? Right. Wow. It was this
1: person of fame at the scale of the child of Bruce carried out by clergy that saw attacks of mm, that's mm, between nineteen fifty and two thousand and twenty. Three hundred and thirty thousand. Wow. Damn. Wow. wow. You know, again, I'm not knocking religion generally, but people will drop out of a black church because they think that the uh, the the pastor's wife is spending their money incorrectly. <laughs> they just like we will jump out because look at her wearing that big hat on, dressing like my aunt did yesterday. Like they will get petty stuff and fall out of black churches.
11: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three,
1: you know, three over three hundred thousand feet children.
11: Oh my God, like, man!
1: I'm still going to see the Pope and see how he's doing.
10: Yeah, now,
1: really. wow. okay, again, all in the same. This is all in the same week. These are not various stories. But also in the news, the priest, a priest was absolved of raping an altar boy in his first sexual abuse trial heard by the Pope's criminal court. Now, not only huh? are they identifying them, and then they're trying them, and the very first priest was absolved from raping an altar boy. Oh my now, God. this happened this week. So, hours after... Pope Francis expressed his shame for the French Catholic um, church abuse the Vatican Tribunal absolved um, Father um, Gabrielle Martinelli now 29 of uh, mm. charges that he repeatedly raped a boy uh, while he was an altar boy between 2006 and 2012 this was recent and he, he did that at the Vatican's Youth Seminary and they absolved him of that Wow. Yeah.
11: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can go
1: a long way on this story, but th- that, it would seem like on a Sunday that I'm bashing Catholics, but I don't know how to say it. You know what really? I mean? Really?
10: My God, man. What, 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 yeah. really, what's really going on? Wow.
1: What, yeah, whatever rituals that people have going on in these situations, I don't know, but I think the death penalty is, you know, a lot of people are like, we should get rid of death penalty. When you raping children, I am all for it. I'll vote for that. <laughs> yes, there's yeah, no man, reason. You're, you're, you're not like uh, a child,
10: man.
11: Yeah. Wow.
1: Yep. And the church is like, we feel bad and saddened over the suffering of victims. It's like, oh, they're not suffering. They have already suffered. Like, this is not something that you could just blow off like, you know, I lost my football pick.
11: <laughs> like, that. Ain't, it ain't that. <laughs>
1: You know, really? I'm not even wow. over that I'm just saying that's disappointing but the fact is is that they're downplaying the fact that this abuse stuff is happening and again we're doing this on news because um, although these are current news stories we're getting no play on national TV. People are sitting there talking mm. and lying about Biden and all this other stuff and listening to Trump but these stories are people, people are ignoring so I guess that's why everybody's listening. So you know an accidental link a leak revealed that the U.S. government has secretly hit Google with a keyword search warrant to identify anyone searching for certain names, addresses, and phone numbers. So, cybersecurity experts fear that keyword warrants set a precedent for breaking, uh, for breaching the protections against unreasonable searches. And Google, however, has defended their decision to respond to these warrants. So, all this means is that if you Have a Google browser and you're keyword searching on some file stuff, the government can get a warrant and actually find out everything that you're searching. And Mm. they have been doing it. It's not that they can. They have been doing it. So I don't know what I think about that, but um, using Google is still kind of the government. Facebook is the government. They are still kind of interlinked in ways that you can't imagine. And they should Mm. be able to do it in some cases, but... They're saying they get a warrant, they can keyword search anything, and say pull up everybody who tried to learn how to make banana pudding. <laughs> they can pull anybody up for anything. <laughs> so, I'm just yeah. I'm being I'm being frivolous for a reason because it's going to be sad on the other stuff. But yeah. Now, the NBA also warned unvaccinated players that they could be arrested if they break quarantine in Toronto and Los Angeles. They became mm. the third league. Uh, the third um, league city to pass COVID nineteen uh, vaccination um, mandates. So, um, I'm the third league. I'm sorry to um, pass this. So, the NBA has informed its players that they could face criminal charges if unvaccinated and they breach quarantine in Toronto due to Canada's travel restrictions. This is going to yeah. say a lot about people. Like, um, I, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who have not. Not a lot. I think 90-something percent of the people in the NBA are vaccinated. Um, But the popular Kyrie Irvings and those guys of the world, they are losing a lot of money just to not get vaccinated. And, again, I'm I'm okay. I believe that you have choices. But the fact that I had to be vaccinated to go to kindergarten, to get into kindergarten, was (laughs) (laughs) a choice. I could have been homeschooled. Would have been a choice, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had yeah. to have vaccinations when we went to school. And that's kind of how I look at it.
11: Now, mm-hmm.
1: you know, you know how um, there's a a new study out that says carrying a, a baby in a sling or a wrap to put them at uh, at risk for infants falling, you know, falling out or the person who's wearing
11: mm-hmm.
1: it um, flip over it. Now. This study in the U.S. analyzed more than 14,000 cases of children aged 5 or younger hurt between 2011 and 2020 by being transported in baby, baby carrier slings, harnesses, and wraps. And I want to say this about this story because when I saw it, it made me laugh because if that's not your culture to do it, stop playing with other people's culture because <laughs> I'm sure in countries that people do that, they don't have kids falling at that rate. Get a stroller. Cause technically mm-hmm. you're people that you don't understand how the you know how the dynamics of doing a rap works. It should not be that hard. Mm. But anyway, if that many kids are falling, because you wanna you wanna do what you wanna feel like you in another country or something, um, you know you might wanna rethink yeah. that. So anyway, I don't know why they did a study on it, but it's kind of interesting. I'm like, you didn't need a study on that. Stop mm-hmm. doing stuff that ain't natural to you. Right, like really? stop mocking other people's culture. Now, mm-hmm. a GOP candidate for mayor. I don't know. You remember this guy back in the? When did the Guardian Angels? Wasn't that like in the eighties? The Guardian Angels.
11: Yeah.
1: Remember they mm-hmm. came out that dude Curtis, um, whatever his last name is. He is running for mayor on the as a GOP member. Now he's crazy <laughs> to me, right? He wants to really? reopen a work camp. In in upstate New York to solve the homeless pro- problem by acting as a, a what he called a human repair shop.
6: <laughs> okay. I I don't know whether to
1: laugh or curse him out. I don't. Re- I know it's you know a little afternoon and I don't feel like cursing today, but I almost want to curse him out. But he wants to open what's called Camp Laguardia. Laguardia. You know airport It's a 258 acres uh, thousand bed compound Built in I don't know where Chester New York is in 1938 By um, um, The mayor um, Mayor LaGuardia to combat Depression era homeless Crisis so being that it was Depression there were so many people That was homeless they built the camp for Them this dude (laughs) Wants to put The homeless people in a camp a work camp. Like under no <gasps> circumstances a work camp's cool. I don't know what part no.
11: of
1: heard of the Holocaust have you not gotten.
11: But You're I hey, right.
1: I, I, I don't I don't know what to say about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, it this is such a, a hard thing to even talk about, like how stupid this is and at the same time that do you need to highlight that this guy is running on this? Like, he's literally running on it. So, should he actually be in office? I think the answer is... Um, no, <laughs> hell no.
10: No, not, no, but hell no. Come on, man. You're going to gather them up and force them to go to a camp? Come on, stop.
1: No, What's a wrong work with
10: people
11: camp. No.
1: He's he not saying yeah. just go there and um, we're going to give you job skills or whatever, he's talking about working them somehow. Like, what is he going to make blue jeans like they do in prison? Like, he's going to make mouse pads. Like, what are you going to do to create a work camp for people just because they're homeless? People aren't voluntarily homeless. Anyway, so since I did his thing, the Republican, I'll do the Democrat now. The um, the front-runner, Eric Adams, now, he's pretty conservative. He's the borough president of, um, I think it's Brooklyn, maybe. Um, he's running for, um, for mayor as well. He hints, he's hinting that he's going to reverse Bill de Blasio's decision to cancel this gifted and talented school program. So a representative of his said that um, Eric Adams has constantly said that he would keep the program, while providing more resources, classes, and support to low-income students to ensure fairer outcomes, whereas Bill de Blasio said that he's, he's canceling that program. Hmm. So Bill de is like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm going to cancel that program. So how, do, how, do, how do you – Yeah. How are you – like you want to take care of those people who are, who are um, underrepresented and you provide them more resources and support, and you're like, okay, we're not doing that no more. Right, that we're,
10: we're done. done with this one.
1: We're done, yeah. yeah let's go. <laughs>
10: wow.
1: Now, um, actor George Clooney has compared America to a battered child after knucklehead Donald Trump, which we call dotard Trump on this program. Donald Trump, <laughs> the, uh, divisive four years in the White House, and he, he's saying that um, Trump can't stand his own supporters in real life. So George Clooney I, was, I
10: know he can't.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty obvious. And and the the thing about them, they don't care as long as they're promoting. as Long as he's saying the nonsense that's going to hurt other people, they don't care if they're mm-hmm. liked or not. That shows how sick some people are. You know, you're sick if you like. It's a, you know, it's a Hitler thing, right? It's like, oh, he's doing our bidding, so he doesn't have to like me. He hates the same people I hate. That's
4: what
11: Mm. that is.
1: So he spoke to, um, he was speaking, you know, George Clooney has a movie coming out. And, um, you know, he was on his press tour. And, you know, the overseas press like to ask you political questions. So one of the BBC's Andrew Marr show kind of asked Clooney about this. And he said Americans have been um, rather tough on one another for the past five years and added that there's a lot of healing that needs to happen and it's going to take time and that's why he was talking about you know biden's you know popularity or his polling amongst american voters you know while he was promoting his film and he was just saying look a lot of people we have not healed from that so everybody's still kind of confused to what is his and what is not his and all that other stuff but it takes time for that you had a lot of negative go on so technically like you said before merrick garland needs to be up out of there because democrats have a tendency yeah. of people in there who are neutrals but they needed to prosecute all of those people who broke laws during the trump administration and they need to be
11: harder mm-hmm.
1: people right if somebody gets a subpoena and they don't show up put them in jail That's i was just different. reading
10: something where it was it was a woman during the clinton era that refused to uh that refused to uh, go against Bill Clinton And they put him mm-hmm. in jail for 18 months Because she refused She refused it to appeal
1: Yeah, she wouldn't testify no? Yeah, they can yeah. do that So yeah. Brother Bannon, Once they served him papers And he said, I'm not testifying Put him in jail They, they don't right. have the power of the government anymore So when they were refusing subpoenas um, when Trump was there they, they required the marshals to go out, the federal marshals, and Trump was pretty much saying, oh, I'm not going to authorize them to go out and, and enforce law, right? They mm-hmm. can't do that. Biden needs to let go because, again, a part of the bigger problem is the complacency of those people that replaced the, the folks who are corrupt, right? Every president does this. When Nixon got impeached, uh, Ford – or before he got impeached, when he resigned – Ford pardoned him. When George W. committed all those war crimes, um, Obama said, oh, we need to move on.
9: And they keep falling
1: for this nonsense. But nobody goes to the Democrats and say, hey, you know what? They're going to feed all the homeless people and make even playing fields for black people. Now, if they did anything illegal to make that happen, Republicans would put them in jail as soon as they got out of office.
10: Exactly, exactly.
1: So one extreme is okay, but the other extreme isn't, right? Something that's reasonable and humane is not reasonable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Now speaking of uh, Trump, anyway, you know he pressured the Department of Justice nine times to overturn Biden's win mm-hmm. and pushed it's to make a pro-election right. fraud attorney his AG, um, according to the Senate. Democrats' report. Now they had a 394-page report um, from the judiciary, judiciary, good lord, judiciary committee. I can't know. I don't know why I can't say that word today. Uh, it was released on Thursday, and the details. The DOJ officials um, shocked, and um, that's what they say at the length that Trump went for his election fraud claims. But they're going to see again. As they find this stuff out, they need to throw people in jail. Mm-hmm. And I know they're not holding this. Before, I would have said, oh, they're holding it until next year because the you know, the races are coming up, right? The midterms.
11: Mm-hmm. But
1: what happens with right. the d- Democrats, they'll be like, oh, we're not going to do this because we don't want to make it look like it's politically motivated. So they're not <laughs> going to even pre- – if they don't put them in jail now and bring charges yep. now, they're never going to do it.
10: No, and again, right. it's,
1: it's the pathology of, these, of those folks Now, a Texas mortgage, mortgage advisor got 45 days in prison for rioting at the Capitol After the judge condemned the prosecutors for suggesting probation and home confinement See, again, they, they said, hey, you were at the riot at the Capitol And the prosecutors said, okay, he should get probation and home confinement
10: Oh, so this guy, wow.
1: yeah. Now this guy, um, Matthew uh, Mazzocco, who's 37, shared a Snapchat of chat of himself on Facebook on January 6th with the caption "The capital is ours, ours," but claims to be in full remorse and he was sentenced on Monday by Judge Tanya Clutkin. Um, um, Clutkin. Um, she did not agree with the prosecutor's recommendation, and she believed that a harsher sentence should be dealt. She said, "Probation and a slap on her wrist does not prevent anyone from trying this again." Um, and she said, "This is according to courthouse news." <laughs> she said that um, the o- only he no, that he only showed remorse when he realized that he can face serious consequences, and there has to be consequences for participating in an attempt, an attempted violent overthrow of the government beyond sitting at home. So she said the country is watching to see what consequences are um, for something that has never happened in history, in the history of this country before, and the mob was trying to overthrow the government and show their contempt for the rule of law. So he is one of 600 rioters who have been arrested as a result of that January I think it's actually 700 now, um, rioters. He's only the 12th. He's the 12th to be sentenced. So everybody's trying to cut these plea deals.
10: And so they getting not slap slap on the wrist, man.
1: Yeah. They tried to give him a slap on the wrist. In the, in the, and the judge is saying, you need to get jail time. You don't get no slap yeah. on the wrist for that. You know, people still still a slice of pizza and they get like 90 days in jail. Right? They, this is not that. You broke in and tried to disrupt the government and they're trying to let him go now in another story a judge says that three uh, three month sentence for a capital rider who described himself as an accidental tourist should be a warning to others
11: <laughs> an now, accidental judge,
1: I mean, tourist he said he's an accidental tourist so judge district okay. judge Thomas Hogan sentenced this guy Robert Reeder of Hartford County, Maryland, to three months in jail on Friday for his role in the riots. He said, I find your Mm. statement to the FBI to be self-serving and uh, um, disingenuous, frankly. It has become evident to me that the riot cases that many of the defendants are pleading not, are pleading guilty are truly not accepting responsibility. Right? They're pleading guilty because they're trying to stay out of everybody else's way, the judge really? says it seems to be um, to be trying to get um, get this out of the way as quickly and as inexpensive as possible, um, uh, stating whatever they have to, like uh, by giving a guilty plea, getting probation, and hopefully that would be the end of it.
11: <laughs>
1: so, but the, the wow. number is nearly not. Yeah, nearly seven hundred people have been charged in the nine months since that since that happened. But they're only, I know they, I they only what have like, if
10: they were black oh,
1: folks. Oh, please. They would they would have that on T they they would have that on um Court T V. You would yeah. think you think the O J trial was broadcast on prime time, <laughs> they would have all these black people lined up and they would have like a really like a a like a big hearing. If black people would have rushed the Capitol when when Trump yeah. won, then mm-hmm. technically they would have been like it'd have been like the Nuremberg trials. They would have had yeah. big deaths with everybody sitting there and like twelve defendants at a time. You mm. so, know, kind of like they did the Panthers back in the day. Yeah, they would have broadcast that thing on every TV outlet that they can find.
11: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you know, speaking speaking of Nazis. Check this out. A death camp guard who was 100 refused to make a statement as he becomes the oldest person ever tried for Nazi-era crimes. Mm. Now, the man identified himself only as um, Joseph S. The guard was at this death camp between 1942 and 1945 and is accused of being complicit in the murder of 3,518 people who was killed there. Wow, we can't, we can't prosecute something that happened nine months ago, and they're going back. <laughs>
10: yeah, really, really. There's some
1: irony to <laughs> who you piss off, right? It's like, oh no, no, we you get to, you get to have a trial. Like I, this gonna happen, and we're like, it's nine months ago. We shouldn't move on from Biden. We should again, Dick Cheney's butt should be in jail for the stuff that they did, and being how bad Trump was. We focusing on the Trump people, but Dick Cheney is saying mm-hmm. no people in jail, <laughs> and he they broke laws Ooh. like crazy.
11: Ooh. We
1: yeah. Now a teacher resigned from a North Carolina school after telling an eighth grade black student that they would be a field slave if if it was not for the Constitution. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, a teacher resigned from Winterville charter academy in north carolina after telling black students in her class that if not for the constitution they would be her field slaves let me
11: this wow
1: wow yeah let me say this and be very clear black people are indigenous to north america and if white folks wouldn't have brought disease over here they wouldn't have killed off Eighty to ninety percent of Native Americans, and they wouldn't have killed off most of the black people who were fighting the resistance. It was not because white folks were great fighters; it was because they brought disease. So, if you're going to do history and stop at slavery, why don't we go back a little further and tell, talk about what history actually is? She was telling little kids that they would be her field slaves. It's like,
10: no, my God, uh, my
1: God. I, I, you know what? If I was one of the parents, I would tell the teachers. If I was a field slave, you would have still died by noon because there would have been revolt in your spot.
11: Really? Right? Hey. <laughs>
1: yeah, they need no, to take the power from those people who feel like they are still oppressing people in their mind. Right. So I, I know some of the white people listening like, to this will still. Go ahead.
10: I'd have probably said something stupid like, I, "And I'd have been Nat Turner."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And I know some of the white folks listening to the show, and I know there's a lot of folks that listen, that you, you need to understand what we're saying. You cannot keep oppressing people by throwing little stuff out like this because you're messing with their self-esteem and what their value is. And we have grown white folks doing that to children. So you need to empower them. If you're going to empower them, you, you empower people with history. I am telling you the truth, right? The probability yeah, of you surviving Doing slavery is love Really and, and you did not keep people oppressed Because they were weak minded Or all of that other stuff that you would like to claim We survived because we were strong Not Not the opposite Right so they, I think we mm-hmm. need to We need to actually start telling the truth to, to make sure that those people Don't feel empowered of running up On your children saying nonsense if it wasn't for the Constitution. And you know, what the Constitution that's is based on... That's off, some garbage, man. Yeah. Constitution is based off the Iroquois Confederacy. And also yeah. the Constitution also says that um, um, it, it, it free, there's an amendment to the Constitution that freed slaves, too. So technically, your ass still wouldn't have had any slaves. So anyway, <laughs> in the core
11: discussion. Really?
1: Two white <laughs> news anchors in Arkansas well. have been suspended. Um, and their bosses have been fired or their boss has been fired because they put two Afro wigs on on air to celebrate the end of a heat wave by saying that they were um, they were they were in the 70s. So they put Afro wigs on so oh, a okay. news station in Little Rock suspended anchor Chris May and meteorologist um, Barry Brand. <laughs> Uh, for wearing wigs during a 10 p.m. newscast. See, they thought nice. it's at 10 p.m. and nobody's really watching this. And
11: so nice, they put nice, apple nice.
1: rigs on.
10: Yeah. Wow. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. So that, nice. I guess that was their way of celebrating 70-degree weather and saying that it's the
11: 70s. Okay. Now, Las yeah,
1: Vegas Raiders coach apologized for saying NFL player had the lips the size of tires in this 2011 email. So here's where it gets a little shaky. So Raiders coach John Gruden uh, was contrite about his offensive email, which he um, sent to a former president of the franchise, um, now known as the Washington football team. Now, the racist guy sent something to another Mm racist owner, and he was like, I don't remember sending that. (laughs) Now, doesn't that put it in context? I think he did something Mm -hmm. about it. He's saying he he said yeah. he didn't remember it. Is his excuse? Uh,
10: yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't it remember years years like
10: that yesterday either. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, it was it was ten years ago. I don't really remember sending that. Yeah. To the pres mm-hmm. the president of the Washington football team who don't even have a nickname because they can't give up Redskins. Right. Was talk, talking to. All right. Now I know this one. Uh, I, I'm glad uh, If Kathleen's listening Hey Kathleen Oh and, by, and hi Mariana I did, have not said hi to her in a while But let me tell you this Kathleen would jump on me For this particular, um, this particular news story So I'm glad she's not here I'm sure I'll get a call after the show But
11: um, biracial
1: ESPN anchor Sage Steele Was taken off the air After questioning why Obama identifies as black When he was raised by a white mother that she okay. said.
11: She, she,
1: <laughs> and she also said female reporters know what they're doing by wearing sexy outfits on field and call vaccine vaccine mandate sick. So she, okay. they said, she was taking a break after she made the controversial the comments um, about race, sexism, <laughs> and coronavirus protocols in her uncut uh, podcast. <laughs> And uh, she was on with Jay Cutler. I don't know what that means, that she was kissing up to him on mm. September of 29th when she did it. So still caught ESPN's vaccine mandate sick, comment on Obama's blackness while discussing her life as a biracial woman and accused female journalists as, as, of welcoming harassment based on the way they dress. So the 48-year-old was placed on leave and will not take part in the network's... ESPNW, their Women's Summit, which focuses on women women in sports. And uh, let me tell you, a source is saying familiar with the situation claim that still tested positive um, for COVID. And mm. that's why she's gone. And she's expected to return um, to ESPN. But after her removal, she issued a groveling apology. Of course, you knew this was coming. She said... Of course. I know my recent comments created controversy for the company, and I apologize. I don't know if she said it like that, but it was hilarious to me. Uh, but she said, we're in the midst of an ex- challenging time that impacts all of us and the more critical than ever that we communicate constructively and thoughtfully.
11: Okay. <laughs> now,
1: now, Elias, you can, you can jump in. I just need to get that out. Stay still.
10: What the hell? Come on, really? <laughs> uh, you have got to be kidding me. That's what they do. They make them dumbass things. Oh, I didn't mean anything by it. I'm So sorry. You know I'm not like that. I would never be like, you're a lying ass. You're like that.
4: You're just who you yeah. are.
10: Just be who you are. I- I'd appreciate it more if you just said, this is who I am. Damn you, I don't like it. You don't like it, so what? I deal with it. I can, I, can, I can accept that more than you coming back with old fake ass apologies like some of them do. That is, that is right. really ridiculous to me.
1: Now, I, I want to say this to be really clear. Kathleen is not going to yell at me because of what she said. <laughs> Kathleen knows I don't like Faye's Phil because of some stuff that she said in the past. And so when you are advocating for women to be on TV and to be on sports, it's like you can't just take what you get. Sage Steele has always been under her breath saying stuff like this. You know, has mm-hmm. this on how she sees race and stuff. If you're going to do sports, I'm not saying, you know, shut up and dribble to Sage still. but I am saying to you is that your bias is actually impacting um, people's perspective of how they see, how mm-hmm. they see, you know, um, individuals. And you should actually understand your responsibility. I understand my responsibility when I do radio, right? I need to watch how I say and what I say. So I try to be as clear as possible, and if not, um, again, send your letters to Jay, and I'll throw them out uh, I'll let him throw them out because Jay don't give me letters. So send them to Jay. But at the same time, you know, I think that we don't have honest discussions about this stuff. So I know I've, been get, I've getting, gotten a lot of um, you know, Text and and mail saying that we should expand on some of these conversations when we have them, even on a news show, because I have a habit of just reading the story and then keep going. But when we have stories that we really need to comment on, we really should do that. And by the way, I am going to, we should do a segment that um, if you want to ask us a question, just send uh, uh, Ask Les and Jerome. L-E-S and Jerome on this segment, ask us any questions you want to ask. Now I'm still going to pick them apart, and you can't disrupt this show. <laughs> but
11: if you want some <laughs> questions,
1: sign them up. We'll we're going to pre-screen them. Don't think we're going to take them cold on the air. But if you have some questions, we'll do a whole segment of us answering questions. If we're not expounding on the story enough, so I just wanted to put that out there. Now former NBA player um, Lazard Hayward. I don't remember him. 34. Was arrested after fake, uh, faking a negative COVID test to avoid quarantine in uh, Hawaii. So I don't know where he gets <laughs> this fake test, but he was with um, he was one of two individuals who was reportedly arrested in Hawaii last week. People, stop faking. Get a dog on shot. Faking your test will get really? you jail time. Really, man. All right. The, the NYPD, the New York Police Department, is hunting for a woman accused of drugging a 23-year-old man and then stealing two Rolex watches, a Louis Vuitton bag, and a bottle of cologne. Why would you take that man's cologne? Anyway, my bad. Nah, All right. Know. The woman has, <laughs> she has not been named, uh, but the NYPD did release a photo of her on Friday in hopes that the public could track her down, but she... He took his cologne. I, I don't care about the Rolex. He shouldn't be passing in front of no hooker anyway. But that's my thing. Uh, I, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying she is fun. I'm just assuming that he kind of. Anyway, I'll just keep. I'll keep moving for that. Before I get yelled at, I already did the say still thing too long. All right. A mother burned her eight-year-old son alive because he told his stepfather that he that she cheated on him. She, this is impressive. Oh, my, my he got jailed for 15 oh, years, Lord. 32 years old,
11: and mm. she
10: claimed
1: that she only meant to punish the kid, eight, by burning him. Mm. Yep. The court wow. heard that, that she did nothing uh, to douse the flames while he was burning. So she didn't even try to put him out. Wow. Mm. I know.
10: Mm-mm.
11: I know.
1: And, and other disgusting news, an Italian porn actress dumps her two year old son um, corpse into a checkout at a supermarket after she stabbed the nine year old sent photos of him dying to his father she is 44
11: Mm. my god
1: she took him to a grocery store and left him at a checkout counter because she wanted to punish her um the kid's father this is in Italy wow Um, all right. A daughter. Some sick
10: people in the world, man.
1: Exactly. It is why we're doing this because we go through life thinking that these are abominations, that this doesn't happen. There are some sick people in this piece, right? And so a daughter who's 55, she's accused of stabbing her father to death. He was 87. And his lover, who was 75, um, he had been written out of his will and was angry that he didn't let her sell. Um, 1.9 million dollar Jersey home So Shirley Mm. um, um, uh, Heffernan um, 55 Faces two murder um, And two weapon counts For stabbing her Allegedly stabbing her father to death John Elders 87 his girlfriend um, 75 in New Jersey Mm. Okay so Yeah you get written out of some people's will Um they are gonna, they gonna set you on fire. Now, oh. a white woman who secretly dated a black man for seven years uh, when they were in college in the 70s, she's rekindling love 42 years later. She's saying that
11: she's, <laughs> they're
1: in a nursing home in Chicago. I don't know if this is oh, supposed oh, to be a why. story because I don't feel good about it. But I'm just saying that <laughs> the story was that she finally. Uh, they finally ended up in the same nursing home and now she's out telling her story about her parents being so racist that she could not date him. So, Mm. she, um, finally gets a chance to date him in their 70s. Wow. Okay. I know. I know. Hey, (laughs) I know. Now, now, a professional water polo player has been jailed for 15 years after stabbing his multimillionaire girlfriend to death who reportedly dumped him for being too lazy. So this is... <laughs> it, oh, my God. A, a Ukrainian businesswoman... Is yes. he Yes. So he, I guess the fact that since he's a professional water polo player, he has a lot of time off during his season. So she said that he was too lazy and he didn't want to do anything. So she broke up with him. He stabbed her 16 times and um, suffered 10 blows to the head, leaving her uh, almost unrecognizable. And um, he became a when he fled the country. But they found him. He's been jailed for 15 years. I know. Again, <laughs> people, people are crazy. Now, you know, the Refugees um, um, unite with Lauryn Hill as they announced their first tour in 25 years. Really? So, yeah. The trio announced that they are coming together to celebrate their 1996 hit album, The Score, with a 12-city tour. And the album is one of the best-selling albums of all time. It sold 22 million copies. Hmm. Yeah. So you know, I had to had to had to change the energy of the show a little bit with the refugees. Now you know.
11: Yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> I, you know, I I intentionally um kind of left out the Cosby story last week mm-hmm. because Cosby's spokesman Andrew Wyatt said that Cosby felt that Artelli Kelly got railroaded and wasn't going to catch a break at all in his trial that led to his conviction. Now, I just want to say this: the reason I'm telling this story is not to even talk about R. Kelly or anything, but it's really to say, Cosby needs to close his mouth. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Like, really? Because, yes, R. Kelly was going to get railroaded because he got away with that stuff for so long that he was yes, not going to Yes, he did. That's true. But mm-hmm. for Cosby, we should not be seeking Cosby. He needs to let his stuff die down a little bit.
11: <laughs> <'cause>,
1: yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, because still is some kind of way about Cosby, so you might want mm-hmm. Cosby. You might want time that down a little bit and um, integrate <laughs> yourself back in after they put um, the Cosby Show reruns back on CBS, because you know major, you know the major <laughs> couple put it back all yet. Um. Now, an, okay. So I also forgot that I didn't do this story from last week, but 96 year old Nazi secretary. Um, they called her Secretary of Evil. She went on to, um, she went on the run of, had her, her uh, she was supposed to go to trial in Germany for mass murder carried out at, during the death camp. And she, um, went on the run. I don't know how she went on the run, but they got yeah. her. 96 years mm-hmm. old. She said that she wasn't going to court. So when her, it came time for her to stand trial on September 30th, um, that she assisted the death of eleven thousand four hundred and twelve prisoners. She Ooh. said, "I'm not going." And she wow. could not go. They caught her at a bus stop. Hmm. She's ninety six. She's like, "I'm out." She's at the she's in the senior center. <laughs> <laughs> and she's they run, was huh? like, "Yeah, she was like, well, she was gonna catch a ride."
11: <laughs> she was running there,
1: right? <laughs> I don't know where she was going. She was like, "I
11: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: like I'm not showing up," and she tried to leave. Uh, wow. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, last week I did say I would play black and white, but I know we don't have enough time. That's why I'm kind of going through that, (laughs) going through the the stories. I'm going to have to play black and white a little earlier. Um, You know, an intruder, 21, was mauled to death by two pit bulls while trying to break into a Georgia home. So the homeowner finds this guy's body on the porch the next morning when the intruder was mauled to death. Now, again, this was last Friday. Now, so the homeowner, who was not named, discovered the body um, on his porch. And I want to say this: I still don't feel sorry for him breaking into his house. Now, that has to be a horrible way to die, but he probably had those pit bulls for a reason. I just want to yeah. say that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so when people started to um, say, "Well, what about the dogs and whatever?" I think they did what he probably bred them to do. They it's protected the his house. Yep. Yeah. Now, um, a Kansas City private school um, has this racism scandal because the student issued a homecoming date invite. And, you know, the unnamed boy asked his prospective date. Both of them who are white, by the way, the sign says, if I were black, I would be picking cotton. But I'm white, so I'm picking you up for homecoming. That's what the Wow. Says. Wow. Yeah. wow. Wow, wow, wow. The and, girl was and, not and. named, but she tossed off yes when it was checked in the box, yes or no, would you go? And they filmed it like nuts. So one of the students what? who attended the private school, uh, private school um, in Kansas City, um, they didn't name any of the students, but it remains unclear uh, which um, teen attends which school and which school will have that homecoming dance. But they really, wow. well, again, these are young kids, too. So it Mm, just tells mm, you mm. that they're not learning jack, or maybe they are learning something.
11: Now, Mm, mm.
1: yep. Now, speaking of Kansas, you know, there's a Kansas case that is going to change how uh, rape—it could change how rape is charged. Now, this woman in Kansas is using this rare, used 19th century law to ask federal. Um, fellow citizens, to help bring charges against a man who she said raped her. So the county prosecutor refused to press charges, and um, this woman, he said the woman merely experienced an immature um, sexual encounter, and her attacker was um, convicted on assault. So since the attorney's decision prompted this now 23-year-old girl to use the state law dating back to 1887, so instead of... um, calling up a citizen grand jury um uh, she, she you can call a citizen grand jury apparently so she called them together for the first time on wednesday to actually get them to bring charges against somebody because the prosecutor wouldn't this might be a new way for people to bring charges against anybody your prosecutor the judge you can convene a citizen grand jury in Kansas, there's only three states, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Nebraska that does that. But that's mm. kind of dope. You know? old, old law. So anyway, I wanted to say that, yeah. but, you know, I know we're running close on time. But that it was kind of interesting that she did that and that you're able to do that in Kansas. But she found a way around it. Citizen grand jury. All right. All right. So on that note, I tried to leave it a little light. But, you <laughs> know, we'll get back again with you next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, all right, man. We'll see you. All right, brother. All right. Yep. Later.
11: Later.
7: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and
8: groom?
7: Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time.
8: <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.